0: All right, folks, welcome back to another episode of Mostly Ghostly with myself, Machu. And over here we have Ray with us again. Always a pleasure to see Ray on the other side of the Zoom. Makes me feel comfortable, makes me know things are about to get ghostly. How you doing, Ray? Not bad. How about you? Doing all right, doing all right. You know, can't complain. Can't complain too much. Uh, Who's listening? It ain't going to do no good. Isn't that both of the two... uh, Go to's for the not not to complain. Um, I was gonna complain, and then I had my picture taken earlier this week, and I I thought I'd seen a ghost in it. I was, I can't complain because the ghost wasn't me, and I'm still here. But it got me pondering, and I was thinking to myself, I said, Matt, you know, there's a lot of these pictures floating around the earth, you know, maybe even beyond the earth, you know, to go a little more mostly than ghostly. And I said, You know, there's some famous ones with a ghost in the background and such. You know, there's a lot that you have in your mind now that you're just thinking of, much like our audience and Ray is doing as I say these things. And uh, they started to pile up in my head. And I said, you know what? We should talk about on the show compiling of some of the most famous ghost caught in photographs Uh, that we're, we're familiar with, you know, and the episode will probably branch a little bit in to outside of ghosts, go a little more, mostly ghostly, if you will. Um, but there'd be a great little jump off. And I told Ray about the idea and he was tickled pink with the idea. He was so excited. Right, Ray. Oh yeah. So I think before we get into like the, some of these famous, you know, ghostly photos, we should kind of give a little, um, a little history, I guess, on the photog, the photog graph, if you will, you know, um, coming from way back in the, in the nether voids of the word. You know, the photographs always had a, a weird thing with that. I think, you know, certain cultures feel that if you take a picture, it'll take your soul. You know what I mean? What do you know about that, that, that belief,
1: Ray? Um, I've heard about that. The image captures the soul of the person. Ray. That's fairly com- That was fairly common in uh, Aboriginal cultures. Yeah, I know the Asian culture is getting on with that. And I know um, we
0: talked to a filmmaker, Richard Stanley, who came from, I believe, uh, uh, South Africa, I believe it was. And uh, it was there, over there, too. That was one of their things. They felt that. Or at least he felt that. But, um, yeah, it's one of those things, you know. Um, and the photograph, you know, it has that element of, like, you're taking that stamp of time, you know what I mean? Which, when you're talking about ghosts, it's all about the stamp of time. You know what I mean? Their, their time when they were here and their stamp, they left on it. That's, you know, that is almost what ghosts are. You know what I mean? Are photographs within themselves of a time that, that doesn't fade, you, you know, just reoccurring. Um, so it's very interesting and it's very, it, it, it makes sense that these two things would interact and overlap um, in the discussion of photographs. You know what I mean? And the whole, the capturing of taking something, you know what I mean? Cause when the, when photographs first start, came about, um, you know, they've, I think it was, it was something that was, that's what they were aiming for. You know what I mean? But when people seen photographs for the first time, I wonder what they're, they were in shock and awe, like magic. You know what I mean?
1: Uh, I can, I agree with that. The other thing is that if you're talking about, uh, different cultures that felt that, uh, when you capture the image, you capture the soul, In many cultures, you will use images, whether they be sigil, which are sacred uh, images. Uh, We use images even better known, um, whether you're talking about the crucifix, uh, Star David, or many others that we attribute power to. Yeah. And so, because they capture the essence of, or they relay the essence of. So, to see see a a culture that never saw a photograph before, and then see that, oh, no, you have captured me in that photograph. You have captured my soul and my essence. It's completely understandable because you come from, uh, we still do, we come from everything as images, whether it's a business logo, uh, a religious icon, uh, it's all about images. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's,
0: you know, images is, life is images and sounds, you know what I mean? It's, so it's huge, um, you know. Uh, an image, you know, a photograph is pretty much an image created by light falling into a uh, photosensitive surface. Very ghostly sounding. Usually, photographic film or an electronic image sensor. With electronic, you know, a lot of electronic energy with the, with the ghostly deal, such as a CCD or a CMOS chip. Um, most photographs are created using a smartphone camera, which uses a lens to focus uh, the scene's visible wavelengths. You know, right now it is. That's how it goes. Uh, of light into reproduction of what the human eye would see. Uh, the, practice, the, pra- the process and practice of creating such an image is called photography. But, uh, yeah, it was, you know, the beginning, since the beginning of time. The first permanent photograph, a uh, contact exposed copy of an engraving, was made in 1822 using the butamine based heliography process uh, developed by Nisifor Um uh, The first photographs of the real world scene made using a camera obscura followed a few years later by the Le France, in 1826. But Niepce's process was not sensitive enough to be particular. Uh, for that application, a camera exposure lasting for hours or days was required in 1829. Niepce entered into a partnership with Lewis degree and the two collaborated to work out the similar uh, but more sensitive and otherwise improved improved process. So it's all a matter of capturing light. You know what I mean? That's kind of the gist of it. And as we talk about on this show and little behold, the, the pill podcast uh, show. You know, the, the capturing of light can, is tr- can be used for trickery, can be used for all different types of weird things. Um, so the photograph is kind of layman's, you know, it, it's the, almost like the beginning. Uh, it's like the first of magique, you know, the first kind of magique you could spin off on somebody, you know. Um, I assume the, I assumed it was created for what it became, which was something just a document happenings and you know pictures with your family and friends and stuff like that um i assume that to be the case but do you know anything on the actual do you know anything else other than that Uh, maybe a dark and sinister more reason for for photography gone coming into our world or what do you think
1: no i don't know of any reason like that but when we say we capture light uh light is a form of energy yeah so we're capturing some of the energy of the image as well, going back to capturing the soul, if you will.
0: Yeah. But later, later
1: on, when we start talking more about energy, and particularly when you're talking about the modern day digital and their sensitivity, it, it the the light as energy plays in a lot more.
0: Yeah. It's true, you know. Uh, it says, because Diagrio uh, types were rendered on a mirrored surface, many spiritualists also became practitioners of the new art form. Uh, spiritualists would claim that the human image on the mirrored surface was akin to looking into one's soul. The spiritualists also believed that it would open up their souls and let demons in. Among Muslims, it is makra, uh, disliked, to perform a salah, which is worship, in a place decorated with photographs, photography, and darkroom animalities. Uh, and artifacts sometimes uh, led viewers to believe that the spirits or demons have been captured in photos. Interesting. So they don't
1: support so, it. Yeah. I was also going to say, if you talk about uh, the belief, if you're talking about Islam, there are no supposed to be no images whatsoever. You cannot yeah. reason. it. You cannot represent anything of the spirit world or of uh, uh, God or Allah as, as the name that they use. So the, mirror, not, thing, yeah. the mirror thing of the images, uh, both of them, make sense. The only thing that's ever in a mosque is uh, scripture of praises uh, written in the older language. They would
0: never support a rotunda full of mirrors in their, in their worship room. You know what I mean? They're in the sala room. That's what I think. A rotunda vocabulary word of the day: Rotunda is a circular room, uh, like the flight of the navigator alien, alien spacecraft he drives in. Um, but it's a weird vibe with the mirrors. Mirrors are huge, you know. Well, you know, another thing that when 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 I don't know how they discovered mirrors, you know what I mean. But I can only assume that uh, mirrors would would be taken as magique as well. You know what I mean it's just even to this day the whole the effect of mirror the fact that you go in there the shiny surface of it you know what i mean it's one of those weird science things almost you know what i mean i know we make it of course out of what sand and plastics and glass and stuff all what melted cooked up into one deal um but yeah, the mirrors, is, you know, which plays a big part in the photography, uh huge. So you get a lot of different spiritual, supernatural elements that go into this thing. You know what I mean? The silver and the in the in the in the mirrors like you always talk about is a good conductor for that type deal. You know, that's why it also plays into like the vampire thing. And in these
1: older cameras it would definitely be silver in the in that mirror, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, it's uh the tie the spiritual tie in or the ghost tie-in. Yeah, uh, works works right into early photography because of the way they did it using a mirror-like surface. So the idea of capturing a solar in essence, the idea of uh, there being spirit in there in the photograph itself, makes complete sense. Yeah, and uh, you know, once
0: they got became cool, everybody became cool with photography. I'm sure it was the the you know the emperor's new groove, and everybody was doing it, loving it, and it was the thing. Um, and that goes to show, you know, we I wanted to touch base real quickly on the the death photos from back in the day that we talked about, and I know you wanted to tip touch base on um the Lincoln photo real quick before we popped into the other pics, but um you know the the, the time when they would take pictures with the family, what what's your what's your knowledge of that time after they passed, there would be like a family portrait with the with. You know the daughter or whoever being in a coffin or just sometimes they'd be like they'd be done up just like they were alive
1: right they'd be done up just like, like they were alive it was a memorial thing. What I came across and uh, I've seen for a long while is you'll have a family portrait and then you have like a ghostly figure standing behind the others, and right. that's the that's the person that has passed right. And what happens there is there were people that were caught faking that. If you took a plate and you partially exposed it to get a fake image, huh. the, plate, the plate was still good and could be used again. Then you take a regular, you use that plate and you take a regular photo. The new photo burns over the old one so that you have a ghostly image in the background and a clear image laid over the front of it. And you had fakes going around saying that they could, uh, you know, take a picture of somebody when actually what they were they were doing is whether it's off of an old photo or um, if they already had one of somebody, they were uh, they knew the family, whatever they they would try and sell them that. Look, I took a picture of uh, the ghost of your daughter or, or your husband or your wife, and they, they did it basically through double exposure. The double exposure. Yeah, I was just going to bring that up. That was big.
0: You see that, um, that trickery that you can do back. There's also a thing I've seen where the, if you lay a picture over, almost like the, those, those rub-on tattoo type deals where you put that tattoo on, you put the water over it. If you take a picture and you lay it over another picture and you put water on the back of it lightly, there's a certain way to do it. I've seen it done by accident, but I know through accident that it could happen for real. But if you do it a certain way and then you peel it off – the actual image will stick to the other photo. You know what I mean? Because all it is is just kind of glue and imagery that so you could, you could, you know what I mean. If you counteract and pull it from the paper, you could peel the paper back, and it would still be the same image.
1: Yeah, it's basically the chemicals in the prints uh, and the inks used in the image that you're wetting down bleed onto the the bottom right. image. It's that's kind of a a simple trick. Yeah, and you, you know, can. It, uh, you you can, you can do that fairly easy. Just, you know, you can go on a web, read it and a couple of times practicing, you got it down. That's easy to do. Yeah. People that would work with this stuff every day would eventually
0: know this stuff and f- experiment probably, you know, um, you can, you know, like, I think you were saying that with the, with the plates, when you talk about the plates, you're talking about the, the picture cells almost like, like what a film cell would be. You overlap them. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So like you could take a, you could take two pictures, you take a picture of me and Ray separately cut out you know cut cut the picture in half with us and then overlap like my picture over his over the corner of his picture and then develop it that way like a copy and paste job and then i my picture would uh, look it'd probably be a little faded and have that ghostly look to it but you would see you know one us in the same picture which in, in the future we should figure out how to do that so we could all appear on the same show you know what i mean
1: well i in the old, uh, if you go back far enough, when they used to have the longer exposure, and they would slide that plate into the camera and tell somebody to wait, um, they would they could do that, and that's where they would underexpose it that first time, mm. and then later on put the plate back in and give it a long exposure of something else, and that's where the uh, you get a nice bright image in the foreground, and you get that. Uh, kind of ghostly image in the background. We're also talking about a t- an era of
0: photography where you would have a heavy amount of lights thrown on you, and if I remember correctly, like the focus, you would have to stay perfectly still. If I remember correctly, right? It was like yeah. a, you had to be frozen with that smile and just wait for key, and like it took a little bit, so like you'd have to hold it. So like, yeah. And if you moved, it would get blurry. So like, if somebody moved, sneezed, moved, jerked. Their image would kind of
1: go ghostly, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, it, it was. Uh, someone probably discovered that by accident, and then tried to capitalize on it, saying it's a ghost picture. Like realistically, if you were to think about it, if an older camera and you had somebody sneeze, so it was
0: pretty much just them, like huh, like that. That first before where their body moved forward, if you caught them mid that, their whole body would be like hunched over. And fade it out. You know what I mean. And it would have a weird, weird vibe to it. It would look very ghostly.
1: Oh yeah, it, we just was, solved half of them. We just solved um, half the photos right there. Yeah, when I was when I was young in the late seventies and through a good chunk of the eighties, I spent twelve years working in printing. Yeah, and yeah. at that time, some of that time was in the darkroom. Now it was mostly documents that we. Uh, would uh, photo and make uh, printing plates from, but I learned the basics of a dark room and how to, how to operate in it back then, yeah. so yeah, we played around once in a while and with an image, and uh, we were able to print up some really outrageous stuff uh, real
0: quick, walk us through the the procedure i 've never been in a dark room i 've seen it in movies and all that, but Run us through the procedure of that actual from the from the time you take the picture, running it through other chemicals to hanging it up, what you have to do.
1: Well, we had the chemical baths ready. Yeah. Uh, ahead of time. We'd be on the, the inside the dark room. We had a large camera that we remotely operated that uh, took the picture outside the dark room. Yeah. And then we could we could take the film out of it after the exposure. And it was just a series of chemical baths you go to, the last one being The Fixer. And The Fixer kind of does exactly that. It just fixes the image. Uh, the first couple kind of bring it up. Mm. And uh, so it was kind of like, yeah, we can control the lighting and the camera and everything from inside, even though all of that was outside. What I used to, being younger, I thought was kind of fun. It was straight out of a sci-fi film. If you'd walk up. And there was this curved surface with a door and you'd step in and the door would close behind you. You'd It would collect, spin around and let you out the other side.
0: Yeah.
1: And that was the way you got no light in there. Okay. And I'm just, I'm doing that thinking like, this is like Star Trek, like, uh, <laughs> Just laughing because I was young. You're like, this is right out of sci-fi. Right. Get in one place as things spins around me, step out and I'm somewhere else. Whoa. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I had fun. I had fun doing that for about 12 years. I spent most of my time running a press. Did you have to wear like a, a mask or anything is it, like would that? Were those chemicals like toxic in any way or what was the story with that? They, they had a good ventilation system. We never wore a mask. But the room was sealed up, so the lights were never on in the room. Yeah, you catch anything creepy in any of that photography? Uh, no, this was all this was all business stuff. It wasn't creepy. But sometimes you'd make a mistake and get a get a weird looking double image or something. And right, it was you'd have to reshoot it. Your boss would be mad, but we thought it was kind of cool. Cheap photography. Tell him he doesn't pay you enough to care.
0: It was school, right? They don't pay you nada. They pay you in credit. They pay you in credit, much like film. (laughs) 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 So going back to the pictures of the dead folks again real quick. Are you familiar with how they do that in modern time? Have you seen, like, down south, they were doing funeral, like drive-by funerals, like drive throughs where you'd drive up and you'd see your friend, uh, you know, either his casket or they were doing this weird thing where they were, which was like this it's, it's it's very throwback to this time where they put you, they set you up uh, the way you lived life, uh, so to speak, instead of a coffin type deal. So I've seen, I've seen people on motorcycles. I've seen people like, like standing with like a hook in their back, like standing up in the corner of the room and people go by and like shake their hand. Um, it's kind of like the weirdest thing in the world. You know what I mean? For anybody out there that knows what I'm talking about, you're shaking your head. Yeah, that was like bizarre. And I remember I see, and it, it's so bizarre when you see it, you question reality of it. You know what I mean? I remember the first one I ever seen was this dude. He was like a, he was like a gang dude, and it's him. He's all ganged out. He's wearing gang collars and stuff, and he's like chilling. He's like, and he's all like like. He's lanky and he's all because he's dead. You know what I mean? When you die, your body dries out. So you get all like, you know what I mean? skeleton Like, so the dude's like all like ridiculous looking and he's got these, he's all ganged out and he had like a blunt in one hand. They like rolled up a blunt and put it in his hand, which is a cigar with marijuana out there for anybody that doesn't know. And that was put in his hand. And then the other hand had like something weird in it. I don't know, something. And um, either people would come by and just like pound him, give him the fist or whatever. Uh, you can't slap the five. No slapping the five on the dead bodies. That don't work. to the sign. No slapping fives. No high fiving. Um, but it's very weird. You know what I mean? Uh, what's your take on this with that whole deal—the the, the older photography and the newer deal? With it, it didn't take off, and I think it's already gone. It was like a weird thing that popped up.
1: What's your take on all that? Well, the older photography, I think they wa- they were wanting to capture something. They were wanting wanting to see their family again i think that as far as uh, using the body as a prop so people can visit it uh it's not that far off from awake they've just taken it to the next step and that's not letting go of death i mean you may you may not have seen the person in 10 years but you're obliged to go to their wake right so they're they're kind of honoring them themselves and they're doing it it's a nothing but a fancy dress-up wake where people can go by, have a picture taken with them one last time. Uh, yeah,
0: I understand that element. Like the ghost element you said with the family from the, or back in the day, I thought was an interesting element where they're trying to capture them in the photo almost. Where I, I I think it was just more of a, you know, that one last picture type deal, you know what I mean? Which they're going for in the more modern deal. But... What would make you, if you were to say, would you say that there were the more mo- the more modern way of doing things would, that you wouldn't catch the family in the background, or
1: it would? You think it equally the same, right? I'd say equally the same. Um, for it to for it to be real, not very often. Yeah. For it to be a mis- mistaken photography, I'd say uh, yeah. Most of the time, it's either a mistake or a fraud. No, there are some. There are some real ones. Every time I see these people done
0: up at a funeral like that, I always think this is something they were like. They were partying. They were all having fun, and this person was like, "You know what'd be funny?" And they were like, "What?" When I died, which the dude is probably like, "I'll know. I won't know any of these guys when I die." He's like, "When I die." If you guys put, set me up in my gear, yo, and made me do gang signs and put a blunt in my fucking hand, I think that would be the shit. And they were like, all right, all right, boss, all right, do whatever you want. And then when he dies, they do it. And the whole time he's looking down or looking up and he's like, what the, what are you guys doing? What, what? And then he remembers that he did it and then he gets real sad. No, nah, he wouldn't care. I, the, the the you think the spirits around for the wake. I almost as a kid, as a kid growing up, I always I always figured that's what your wake was. I always assumed your wake was you would be you would be in there in the spiritual form, standing up there almost to the right of your casket, like you were there supporting your body. Almost, you know what I mean. And then you get to see who comes through. Who, who actually shows up and cares, who, you know what I mean? Who, what, what people have to say at the body, like, I don't think the body hears it, but I think that your spirit, I think, is in that room, you know what I mean? And I think if you were to sit down and say something to somebody in a coffin, I do think that that person would, would get the message, you know what I mean? What's your take?
1: I think it's possible. There are many cultures and religious beliefs where, if you look far enough back, they don't believe that the spirit moves on immediately that it's around for several days. Quite a few of them say three days. That they, they they put it as three. Out in uh Tibet it's forty five days. Up to forty-five days. But in many cultures it was at the three days where the spirit is really deciding whether it's gonna whether it's gonna move on or not. The original idea of a wake was in case a person woke up and you're talking at a time when they didn't have the science to tell whether there was no brain activity, confirmed that the heart is completely stopped, et cetera. Yes. So the the whole wake thing um, was really you pay on, you uh, go there to honor the person, but at the same time, you're waiting to see if uh, it's not a false death because they were they were unable to distinguish what a coma was. Uh, you go far enough back. As for the spirits still being around, I think they may, in fact, still be around if they're not letting go of this this existence. I know at one time I had somebody who, um, and I may have said it before, somebody close to me who did die, and I was living in an apartment on a first floor. It had windows that bowed out in front, and the porch was next to the windows. And uh, I was there when they in the hospital when they passed, and went home and heard a knock on the door. Went to the front to look out the window. There's no one there. Start to walk away. There's another knock. Look outside. There's no one there. And that went on for a little while. Mm -hmm. There was knocking and there was no one at the front door. And I think it was that spirit trying to reach out and uh, have some type of contact. And this was before I started uh, serious studies, working into mediumship and other other things of that sort. So there was an attempt at communication. And that was the day of, after the person had passed. And I was there. Uh, when they passed and was there when the doctor confirmed that they had passed. So they, they were dead, but I believe it was them knocking on that door. Yeah, I believe that. It's an energy. I think that like you said, I, it's either a matter of
0: this, like you said, I believe it, uh, that they still, they linger and it's either their, their spirit or their energy or whatever it is, is still in, still around for a little bit. You got to figure how, how kind of magical, uh, and miraculous and, uh, powerful, you know, life actually is, you know what I mean? Like that, the spirit, the soul, the thing within us that, you know, the body is just kind of a vehicle and the actual mechanics to it, the brain, the energy that kind of runs it all. I think it's a very powerful thing. Um, and it's very, to think that the moment you're breath, you put your last breath, I think, um, to think that that's the end of the road, like, yeah, you're dead. That's the end of that road. You know what I mean? But, um, I do think that it's, it's, I don't think it's boom! I don't think it's that quick. It's just like out, you're in another place. I think there's almost a little, almost a purgatory point, you know what I mean? Where it's not, you're not stuck there, but, you know, there's a little you're almost waiting for you, for the papers to get signed, you know what I mean? It's like you're waiting in line a little bit to, for, the, for the actual crossover. But, uh, I yeah, I think there's something like that, but who's to say?
1: Well, I think that if you also take a look at near-death experiences, and some people have been technically gone, there's been no hot heart, heartbeat, brain activity, or anything for a while, and they come back, would kind of indicate that it's not immediate. That there may or may not be a choice as to whether they come back or not. Also, if you're taking a look at something where, if it's a family member, or someone cl- or someone close that you've had a strong Emotional, and emotions are, are a form of energy, yeah. emotional attachment to, um, that attachment doesn't necessarily immediately sever. Yeah. It may still be both ways. And while you're mourning here thinking about them, that energy and that thought is going out. And they're in a the process of crossing over and they reach back because it, that energy touches them. Because yeah. you, you've got some serious ties to disconnect there. Yeah. You know, so a lot of, it, it's a two. It can be a it can be a two way street where they're reaching back to us as well.
0: A lot of they say a lot of death isn't actually quick. You know what I mean. So to give everybody the scariest sentence of today, even though you're unconscious, you're not dead. You know what I mean. So even when you even when it goes out, you know you're still. It still takes a while. You know for the for unless it's a real quick thing, of course. You know there's times when it's quick, but for the most part, I think when you you know, you have like a health thing, you go down. I think even when you're, I think, you know. I think you're still, even when your body goes unconscious and it looks like you're dead, I think
1: you're still there for a little bit. Well, I know, I know when I had what they call a near-death experience, um, it took, I started shutting down and it lasted 20 minutes before everything shut down. Right. And I can remember most of it and how it felt like. Scientists now say that there are traces of brain activity, synapses going. Um, They're actually dying off, but they are still firing for about six or seven minutes after uh, the heart stops. Yeah. So really, if if you're talking near-death experience, I'd say anybody who goes past the 10-minute mark, they were dead and they came back.
0: Oh, yeah. I'd say anything. Anything longer than you could probably hold your breath for, which is what, like three minutes, supposedly? Really, suppo- yeah. I, I could never hold my breath for fucking three minutes. I'd be dead. That test, would, I always failed that test. But, like, supposedly, supposedly it's out there that you're supposed to be able to hold your breath for, like, three or four minutes before you, you, you're finished. Um, but that's what my take is. Like, if you're not breathing for three or four minutes, it's a wrap. Personally, so if you come back, if you're not breathing for five minutes, and you come back, you be—I consider you on the other side. You're, 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 you know, the light that they, the tunnel. I think that within that time, I think you're, you're mentally going through that tunnel type deal. You know what I mean? Now, what that tunnel is, who's to say? You know what I mean? You see the the lights and stuff, and they say a lot of when you die, it's like your brain cells bursting, and what you're seeing is th- those flashes of your family and stuff is really like your memories, supposedly, like jumping back to you of like, you know what I mean? They, say, they speculate that. But of course, you know, I do believe that in, I believe in both, where like, yeah, your memories are popping and you're seeing all this stuff and it's getting weird as you go down. But like, I do think that, once you go back into that energy, you do see your family and stuff again. You know what I mean? For sure. For sure. And family and friends. For shizzle, man. For, for sure. Um, but I do think that, yeah, when you're going down, your brain is probably showing you all types of weird things. It's probably trying to comfort you because it knows that you're – this is the deal. Like, you got your heart, your brain, you know, it, a bunch of very important things that all – kind of run on their own thing you know like your brain could shut down but your heart could still pump your heart could shut down not for a long time but you know what i mean like they can work on their own type deal um you get a perfect storm of trouble you're you know it's troublesome could be trouble big trouble could be real big trouble but so it's one of those deals, yeah, for sure. You know, but we were going to talk a little about like crazy things in photography. Let's jump a little bit back into it. I know that you wanted to bring up the Abraham Lincoln photo, which was kind of a famous ghostly f- ghost caught in um, caught in a photo thing. Which for anybody out there who's never seen it. Um, it's Lincoln's wife, and behind him, behind her rather. Well, who knows? You know, maybe it was a different time. Um, behind her is Lincoln. Um, Ray, I'll let you take it from there with your take on it because we, I think we have a little bit of a difference of opinion on that, but I'll let you go first.
1: Well, there was a famous photographer who took a look at it and yeah. um, he brought up how they used to double expose. Yeah. And he claimed, he claimed it was fake. I have one problem with it being fake, one big problem. Whenever you do the double exposure, the second stronger image for the longer exposure is always in the front and always the dominant image. Yeah. And that that's the technology of the uh, late 1800s. I mean, they didn't have CGI in a lot of what we can do now with photographs. So they, it would be a double exposure. Now, if you take a look at that picture, there's one thing that doesn't make sense. You can't overlay her picture over his and still have his hands on her shoulders, obscuring part of her shoulder. Because once you do that, he's no longer the, the, the first, you, you can't put one over the other and have the hand show through that strongly. Okay. And that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a big difference right there. Do you think he could touch that
0: up almost Photoshopy like where you take the photograph and kind of powder in, baby powder in over her and then kind of take another picture of that? This is definitely cuz um, you got to take in consideration we're talking about a Lincoln photo where this isn't just some random person that they sh- this is something that knew was going to get gigantic press. So like a lot of work would go into
1: this. A lot of work w- would go into it, but did they have the technology at the time? It was still <coughs> excuse me, it was still very very primitive compared to yeah. now. So it it and your documents rooms were simple. It was one of those things where you you were talking about where you'd have to sit there forever for them to take a picture. Yeah, and uh, and then to say that they can go in into a dark room and Photoshop or touch up or move into something where they put one one image over the other is really not something that was common or easily done. I don't know if they even could do it at that time.
0: Yeah. My my whole mon- the reason why I speculate is because it looks so good, you know what I mean. It looks like him so much that, like, you know what I mean. It looks so much like him that it's, it's almost offsetting. You know, it's one of those like she looks like Tangelia. His wife looks like Tangelia from Poltergeist, the psychic from Poltergeist. Carol Ann, Carol Ann. Um, uh, but but yeah, I don't know. It could be the hand thing. I understand. It looks like he's got a hand up on the other on the other shoulder too. It looks like um, yeah. Ha- ha-
1: how do you get those two hands up there?
0: You know, I almost feel like a baby like like you could put some baby powder or something like you take the actual picture. This is at work. We're talking about a real work here, but you take the actual pi- first picture. All right, then you 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 you, 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 um, you double it up so you get him in the background. And then after that, then you take that picture, then you would have t- laid out on like on the gr- on, you know, whatever, table or whatever, and then you would have kind of paint or place those hands, are then take an overall picture that. So, like, a gigantic, triple-layered copy-and-paste job type deal. That's what – I mean, it could be real. But I'm surprised we don't hear more about this. Um, but I do get the vibe. And it's – it's. I mean, it's definitely Lincoln. I mean, you see pictures where they go, oh, it's this famous person. It's that famous person. You go, do not look like anything like that famous person. This looks – this is Lincoln. This is like they took a picture of Lincoln out of a history book – and superimposed it into the picture. You know what I mean? It's legitimately Lincoln. Um, I will say that the body types is a little awkward. Um, like I her bought the if you were to take her body for reality. And I know he was a tall, lanky guy, but he was very freakishly lanky and tall. Um, if this is a real picture, and I do know that being a ghost adds a few inches stretches you out a little bit you know there's like tv adds a few pounds being a ghost adds a few inches but makes you look a little more you know ghouled out. what's that what's the appropriate word for the ghoul look oh i don't know oh uh, there uh man i forget it's there's a look I forget. it escapes my mind right now uh but all, i remember also other you know evil photos i remember when happened. There was numerous pictures of like the fire coming out of the built, not you know the the towers and them looking like demon faces. You know what I mean. But that burned for what? How many? How many hours did that burn for? You're eventually going to catch something in
1: fire. You know what I mean. Well, you also uh, when you're looking at something like that and the fire, the rising hot air, any breeze that may be around, dark areas, light areas, etc. It's very similar to what you get when someone looks into a mirror and they see a face. First thing to do, like in a mirror, is check if there's imperfections in an old mirror on the back. If the surface in the front is uneven, we will project when we see things, just like when we look at clouds, or that one looks like a that one looks like a rabbit or something. We'll project yeah. images onto things, and that can happen, uh, including uh, in a very, especially in a very emotional event like when the towers went down.
0: Right. It's true. You know, it's kind of, it's like when you, you know, you can shake up a, you know, people can find any in the clouds, you know, people see, you know, look in the, you look up in the sky, look at the clouds grow by, you're eventually going to see some type of shape that resembles something you want to see, or you you, you can imagine. It's almost hey, one I'll, of those things.
1: Sometimes I wonder if the clouds look down at us and say, Hey, that one looks like an idiot. I don't know. Could be.
0: They, they look down and poop on us from afar. So, I think next up we'll pop into some of these some some of the most famous uh, ghostly photos that they have in the past. You know what I mean? Here's a, the first type a of go- a photo we've talked about before. Uh, they call it the unexpected guest from 1950s. Image is taken at some point in the 50s and shows a family sitting at a table. Two boys sit, I think, in you know mother and aunt's lap. It looks like, and there was an awkward like body hanging off to the left of the picture i mean anybody who's seen this will know the deal the face is blacked out it's kind of elongated a little bit a little stretched out looking you know what i mean um it does kind of cast a shadow on that side of the picture which that could be some type of photography um you know trickery um do you know the picture i'm talking about Ray?
1: no but i've seen similar ones
0: yeah this is a very, I've seen this on album covers. That's how famous that is. That one, it could be, it could be, you know, what it looks to be is like somebody hanging upside down. Now, if somebody said that somebody died that way in the house, I would say, then you bet your bottom dollar uh, that that's what that is. You know, with it, not with, with not knowing a backstory on it. It's a little tough to kind of, I mean, I, it looks realistic. Um, it, you know, uh it's a very interesting photo. Uh, go check it out. It's called The Unexpected Guest. Very famous one out there. If you're listening to Mostly Ghostly, you've probably already seen
1: it. Well, you also got to figure out that uh, when there was a violent death, yeah, you've got residual energy, and that could be an imprint from someone yeah. dying. And that energy is going to stay there, and light's a form of energy. Energy can imprint onto uh, photographic And talking to 50s, then yeah, you're going to, you're going to talk about a chemically treated piece of paper or the film. So, uh, yeah, that energy could imprint on it as it manifested out, but it's still, it is that residual energy, a residual image that sometimes people see. And even if they don't see it, maybe a camera will pick it up. And a reason camera might pick it up is because we only see 1% of the 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 spectrum so there's a whole lot out there around us we don't even see uh and that's that's just basic science so how can we say that uh that was it that event didn't leave some residual energy that the camera can pick up
0: you you think if someone was to kill themselves over like um because and they had a, a lot of hate for Somebody, maybe it was a broken heart, they were done wrong somehow, but they hated that person enough to kill themselves over it. Do you think that that, that person who killed himself could haunt that person that they felt so highly of, whether it be negative or, or good, you know, energy?
1: I think they could. I think they could haunt them. Um, oh, that's interesting. Uh. Uh. <laughs> No, I looked down and I said, oh, wow, there's an early season hornet on the floor. I think I'll kill it since I'm allergic to him. Oh, hell yeah, uh, kill that thing up. Yeah, now there's several pieces of that hornet on the floor.
0: Make a, make, make a nice little uh, belt out of all the remains. That's
1: but, yeah, remains. they they could not only haunt the person, but they uh, you might pick that image up since they're haunting with a camera, particularly the newer cameras, uh, the uh, digital technology they use, the full-spectrum cameras. You can pick up things that we cannot see, and that can include spirits. Right. I support that.
0: Um, yeah, so you definitely want to stay away from stuff like that, I always say. That's my take on things like that. To be safe. Just, just to be safe, you know what I mean? Uh, next up, we have a, a computer that's not working. Uh, the Ghost Pilot. For anybody out there familiar with this one um, In 1987 nice. Mrs. Sawyer was visiting uh, Airfield in England With her friend She thought it would be fun to take a photo of her Sitting in the cockpit of a, pl- of a looks like a, a pl- helicopter It looks like um, When the image was developed There was a man sitting in the pilot seat Who hadn't been there when the photo was taken A long lost pilot No one is sure Yep, uh, I don't know if you've seen this one before uh, famous photo. I've seen this one before. It does appear to be someone behind them. Um, you know, it really does look like it was this lady's husband or something like that, in that this photo just snuck out, and because it has a weird look to it, they said it was a ghost. That's my take on this.
1: Uh, could could be. We'd, we'd have to know more about the backstory about her and whether her husband, her husband was living there or not. I mean, if if the husband had uh died then he could be with her in spirit still uh hanging around watching out for her helping her along and or if he, mm-hmm. or if, if he was still living yeah he could have been in the back seat and he just didn't photograph well
0: yeah it's kind of it's like a picture of uh it's a helicopter you see her cuz the door is not there but he's on the in the other seat and the the the, the windshield is kind of in front of him so you see him blurred so i mean it looks like a filthy windshield so like i gather it almost just looks like a picture of like if like this lady probably just she looks at this photo and says oh my husband's like you know his part of the f- picture is blacked out but that everybody thinks it's a ghost you know what i mean like she knew like if you're hip to what's going on which i think it's just them on vacation or whatever um but who's to say, maybe her husband did pass away, and maybe he was a veteran, and that was a trip that he wanted to take with her, and uh, he wanted to make sure he was he was seen, you know what I mean, on that trip.
1: Yeah, we'd have to know a lot more about whether her husband was still around, a lot more of the backstory thing, because uh, if you're talking dirty windshield, refractions of light, et cetera, it could be a person in that other seat, and the way it comes out indistinct or blurry, someone's going to say, oh my, God. oh no, look, that's a ghost. Right. Uh,
0: then there's a famous, there's a, a cowboy photo, you know, uh, 1996, the Boot Hill Ghost, you know, and um, only uh, Canton's friend, you know, was seen in this photo, was taken, the mysterious man, you know, it's pretty much a dude dressed up as a cowboy, kind of living out a fantasy type deal, um, you know, where you can go do those things, you know what I mean, almost like a Westworld type thing. Um, and while taking a photograph, they captured supposedly like a real Western dude in the background in like a cemetery type thing. Now, it's possible, makes sense. My take is that it could be reality, but it could very well possibly be like a cardboard thing that's just a part of the attraction, you know, something like a piece of wood that they have like that. So it looks like, oh, you know, people are coming, be careful, people are watching from the woods type deal, you know, if you were a cowboy. Stuff like that is things you'd be looking out for. I assume people in the low brush, you know, nailing down, checking out the situation that are planning an attack. What's your take on something like
1: that? Uh, could it be a prop? Yes. Could it be someone trying to set the picture up? Yes. But you also have to remember, if, depending upon where it is, I mean, a famous place is Boot Hill. I'm with you. Uh, but there are others where uh, there are a lot of people that were either killed in gunfights uh there had been massacres in the area whether it's the uh settlers killing natives and natives striking back there been at the times many executions which were big time uh entertainment they would be held in a town square and everybody would would come to watch the hanging right so some of the old cemeteries have a lot a lot of uh Ghostly activity, including the fact that many of the people who died and were buried there, they're notorious for having a lot of unmarked graves. Or if there is, there's just a name and not much else. And there's no trace of who the person was. So to have a restless spirit in an old Western cemetery would not be surprising. Whether that picture is one or not, don't know, but there's a potential that it's real. Just as much as there's a potential that someone was taking a picture there. And wanted to uh, say, hey, look, I caught a cowboy. It could, that one can easily go both ways.
0: And the fact that they're, they're all dressing up as cowboys to kind of make a mockery of the time would upset a ghost or a spirit that was there that died. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, I agree. Um, maybe the guy, maybe this dude was an ancestor. The guy there taking the picture was maybe an ancestor of somebody or, or you know, somebody who had an ancestor,
1: or somebody who had issues with them. You know what I mean? A person who killed them. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I mean, if you have someone that was, let's say you get someone that was, uh, they would hang somebody for rustling and the great, great, great grandson of the judge that convicted him or the executioner comes to visit, comes to visit. Oh, yeah, that that spirit might have an issue with that generational or family line. True. For sure. For sure. Especially making a mockery now. Especially if they were innocent and got hung. Then they're really
0: pissed. Yay! Well, they were just a random bullied person that a, a big old bully uh, cowboy came to town, bullied him up and killed him just for laughs. And now that the, the, the bullied cowboy's ancestor was now standing on your grave, taking a picture, showing off like he's hot dogging and he's dressed up like a cowboy holding a gun, like he's, like he's top dog. That'll upset you. Oh, yeah. You know why? Because the kid that you, the the the, the child, the great great grandchild that you were supposed to have, that would have been his age. You never had because the great great grandpappy shot your face. You know what I mean? Big trouble. There's eight ultimate hatred up in that pie. Ultimate.
1: Oh yeah, lot lot. I'm sure there's lots of stories like that and lots of crazy stuff that went on at that time with the uh, what they used to call the frontier justice. Uh, you know, hang them before you before you even give them a trial, sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of potential there for that to be real. Mm.
0: It's Craziness. Hold the blueberries because you got syrupy hatred in that pie. That's all I got to say. In 1919, Goddard's squadron, Freddie Jackson, you know what I mean? This is another famous haunted photo. This image was taken by Sir Victor Goddard. Of his squadron in 1919, the ghostly image behind the fourth sailor from the left at the top is believed to be of Freddie Jackson. Jackson died a few days before the photo was taken by walking into a moving propeller. Uh, I know this story in this picture. This is what like I said, this is one of the biggies. Um, very believable. You know, when you have a camaraderie like this with a big group of men, you know, that you're facing possible death um, you know, with, 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 with things and you do die, you know, I think that the, or the you want to, you know, it's the ghostly thing of, well, first of all, let's go back to the ghost vibe. He stepped into a propeller and a lot of the ghost things is people, they don't realize they're dead. And if you're stepping into a propeller, I assume that to be super duper quick. Um, and it's very quite possible that he's one of, he just showed up for the photo, knowing that he had to do it later that week. He's having like a, like a like a Bruce Willis Sixth Sense vibe uh, week, where like he's sitting down to eat lo- eat lunch and nobody's talking to him, and they think that like he just thinks he needs to take a shower, another shower or something like that. And uh, really, he's dead. They don't know he's there. You know what I mean? But what's your take on this?
1: Uh, yeah, it, there's a distinct possibility that uh, he may not realize he's dead because of a violent death. There's also his attachment, the emotional attachment to uh, that group of people that he went through everything with that um, he hasn't been able to let go or to move on and he's still there and when they they gather together uh, he's drawn to that Uh, whether he recognizes he's dead or not he's still drawn to it because he just can't let go of that camaraderie that everything that they did together and the feelings he has for those people so there's a distinct possibility I would lean more towards yeah that's a legitimate picture.
0: Yeah, I think it I this is pretty I I catch a decent vibe from it, you know. And it has all this the makings of what it, you know, what it would be. All right, one of my favorite, if not my favorite ghost picture of all time, ladies and gentlemen, 1976. Okay? This is the Amityville ghost, you know, the famous one of the kid, either on the, I think he's sitting on the bottom of the steps or he's in the doorway. I forget where exactly he is, but it's just a picture of a kid almost looking around the corner and this kid is giving, the look that he's giving is a mixture of sadness and like lost, lost confusion, which is like what I assume death to be. Um, in a haunted state, like if you come back as a ghost, I'd assume it's sadness and lost confusion. Um, and probably some anger from that lost confusion. Um, but, and his uh, the eyes are all whited out. Um, one of my favorite, you know, one of my favorite photos It just gives me the creepy, the, the creepy Jeebies, EBGB creepies right, right off the bat always, um, the photo is taken by Ed and Lorraine Warren, of course. Anybody out there want to know what's up with that? You should uh, pop into our, um, our uh, this, The Supernatural Life of the Warrens episode um, that we got on season one. But uh, the claims to show the ghost of a nine-year-old John DeFeo. DeFeo, along with his other brothers, two sisters and parents, were killed by his older brother, Ronald, at their house in Amityville. Ed and Lorraine Warren were paranormal experts who entered the house and captured the image using a camera that consistently took infrared photos during the night. The Defeo, the Fail fam, the uh, failed murders were uh, the inspiration for the Amityville horror books and films. For anybody out there that don't know, now you're hip to it. Um, great movie. The first movie's great, and it goes a little downhill from there. You know what I mean? Um, but you know. Great, and I love the picture. The picture great. Anybody out there look, looking to get their, put their eyes on something very creepy, go check out the Amityville ghost. Um, I don't think there was any kids of this age a part of the investigation. I know that the Warrens. You know, some people have said that they. You know, have speculated that they kind of fabricated a few things. Uh, Especially in the Amityville case, you know, they say mainly in their biggest cases, which the Amityville case is probably going to be their biggest case. Um, So who is to say, but a photo like that is some of the best evidence I've ever seen. Uh, Could it be faked? Yeah, it could be faked. Um, the whole thing with the eyes, I think, is it could just be like a, a lens thing, like when you see exposures and cameras uh, and the eyes turn red and stuff like that. I think it could be something like that maybe, maybe a, a glare from the flash or something. So it could be faked. I don't think – I don't really think it is. I think it's, it's definitely not like – it's definitely not one of those things where it's it, – You can can say, oh, you know, when you see something and you go, yeah, I don't know. That don't really look like it could be anything. It's definitely either the real deal or they faked it. There's no doubt about it being not real. Uh, You know what I mean? The photo is real. What we're seeing is real. There's no question that. But then what what, what lies within is the big question. Now, Ray, do you know which photo I'm talking about, I'm speaking of? Um, I can bring the image up
1: in my head, yeah.
0: Yeah. Now, what's your take? Your memory on that photo? What's your take from the memory of the reality of that?
1: To me, it looks more like a lost child that died a violent death that just uh, is trapped there. Which exactly sounds exactly about the kid who died there. Yeah,
0: the lost child is they're lost. They don't know where to be. That's part of the death thing. Is like they they, I think they understand they're dead, but they don't know how to get to the other side because they they left before their time. You know what I mean? It's a weird vibe. The Lovely Bones is a really cool, Mark Wahlberg's no good in it, but The Lovely Bones, directed by Peter Jackson, is uh, a f- great movie, and it kind of dives into that a little bit. Um, yeah, the ch- children getting ki- killed, leaving ghosts is like, that's, that's 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 dark and weird, and it makes sense because of all people, of all the folks to have long lives would be the children, because they're at the beginning of it, you know what I mean? So they would be the ones that you would assume to be around for a long time. Now, they say, often say, I heard in religion, people say that God's time is different than human time. Have you ever heard that? Yes. How, like, God says, he, when he said he'd come back, he said he'll be back in a couple couple days or something like that. And it,
1: But to us, it's like thousands of years or something like that. Uh, yes, you're... I mean, you're talking about uh, in spirit, uh, whether you want to call it spirit or another dimension. Um, the t- the whole time thing is completely different than we are. We measure time. We put a label on it. And the only reason we do that is that uh, we have to have something to deal with in our mental capacity to the point we've evolved mm-hmm. to deal with what our perceived changes or things going on around us. Now, there are some scientists that believe uh, that everything that's happening or has happened over a period of time is simultaneous.
0: Yeah.
1: It all happens at once. And uh, it's just our perception of it. I mean, I think uh, if you take, if you were to take a, a ball, draw a circle around it, and you were to say, okay, that circle is your life. Well, your whole life is there around the ball but from our perspective in our evolution spiritual as well as mental we only see one if we're on that line around the ball we only see what's in front of or, or behind us we don't see around the curve yeah so time is not our perception of it time is an eternal instant moment what's your what's your
0: opinion on the ghostly realm working on god time. So let's say something like this, like almost like if we're if this kid was was put on this earth to live to be 70 years old. He was going to die at 74 years old of a heart attack. That was his destined plan. He was killed at 9 years old. Now, do you think that from 9 years old till that 73 years old he would have to stay on earth for that that amount of time until he goes to his where he's supposed to go and while he's while he's here on that time would because he's dead would he be Do you think he would be in a ghostly godly time that would those that, that that nine to 73 years old would be way much more longer than what we would look at as nine to 73 years old and be eternities for him what do you
1: think about that as a ghost um uh, i don't think we can apply our time to the ghost right I'm I'm more inclined to think that that child crossing over, yeah, is trapped. What may only be for an instant, but for us it may be ten years, twenty years, thirty years, forty years. Because it's think... only a, a brief instant when they're looking back at what happened. Yeah. But since time there is, is uh, different than here, and we must measure everything. We also measure it linear, a linear thing. We want right. a beginning, a middle, and an end. Many aboriginal cultures say that it is uh, circular. Yeah. It just circles around over and over again. So, yeah, that, that child may be, to us, trapped in a death state. Mm. But it's simply one or two things. A release of energy that is taking time to just dis- in, our, in our world, taking time to, dis- uh, to dissipate. Or it could just be an energy imprint left behind and the child is gone. It was just the yeah. energy of a violent death. And we see that energy as in the form of a child. Uh, and it's, it is a residual type of haunting.
0: Yeah. Cause it's, I'm trying to think of like, why you would, why we see these, when people see ghosts, they see them from Victorian times and stuff like how they're, you know, it's like, it's almost like you, you'd think they would have a set time. Like, I almost want to say that when we, we have a set time to die. If we die before that time, we still have to stay on Earth until our time to depart. It's like having plane tickets, you know what I mean. Even though you show up early, you don't fly until you're supposed to fly, so you're stuck in the airport, so to speak. And then, but now that you're dead, you're on a different time plane, so it's longer. But um, I do feel so. Like if you died, let's say you were supposed to die at 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 seventy three years old, and you die, and you die at sixty. So you only have a 13 year difference instead of like that gigantic difference. You know what I mean? Like then it would still be, you would still be around stretched out. So you'd be around for like a like hundred years, let's say you're until you catch up to that on ghost time and then you could transcend. Whereas in when you die as a kid, you're younger. So you have more time to make up. But now, unfortunately, you're on this ghostly God time. That just feel that is for, literally forever. You know what I mean? You you catch that vibe? You
1: go. You get what I'm going for at least. Well, I I think that if you take something where um, you have to finish your time, so to speak, right? Um. Okay, then
0: you, life's you a prison take,
1: sentence. You heard it here first. <laughs> you, you take uh, you take Gettysburg. There should yeah. have been a lot, of, and I don't know what the average. Uh, lifespan was back then, where it was probably in the mid to late 60s yeah, compared just... to now, in the mid 1800s, well, all those soldiers that died there should have been hanging around only for another 40 years or so. 40, 50 years maybe. Right. And yet you can go to Gettysburg and you can still see things, you can still pick things up, you can still photograph them, and the soldiers are still there. Way past any Time that they would have lived if they hadn't died there. Yeah. So it, it it should have been for you know the balance of the 1800s. It should have been crowded with ghosts, and then it should have, uh, pardon this word, all died off, yeah. and they they should have all they should have all moved on because their time was their time uh, on this earth was over, but they didn't. That's where I think it's more of an imprint of the violence and the death more than an active uh haunting.
0: Yeah. It's an interesting thing. Uh, it's a great discussion to have. Um I never really thought of it like that. I do think of it. I do like we said I do think of it as like a destination. Like you have a set destination and you show up at the airport early, you still got to you, you can't leave. I don't think you can't leave early, you know what I mean? You have that ticket already. Um I think it's more like that. I think when people get killed before their time,
1: I think it's more of a thing like that. Yeah. Okay. You take that uh, airport analogy. I will. You show up up at the airport, right? Yeah. When you show up at the airport, boom, that's when you die. Now, using that airport comparison, suppose they bump you up to an earlier flight, and now you get on that flight, and the next thing you know, you're reincarnated, and that's where you're going to finish your time. Maybe. That's an interesting take. You, 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 you get a restart is what you get because you didn't finish what you were supposed to do. I do so believe get, that. To go, with get the, born again. to go with that reincarnation thing that we,
0: we always kind of butt heads gently on. I, I will say that. I do think that if, you, if, you, if you're killed behind, before your time, then I do believe that that's very possible that you would get reincarnated that way. Like you just said, I do think that's possible, but I think if you have a long life, a long fulfilled life and do what you want to do and find a happiness, you know, and not even find a happiness. Cause I know there's people that die. unhappy, And I think that's still the end for them. I still, they just, they just have to come to grips with the fact that they had, they had one life to live to attempt to be happy. And then they didn't, you know, they didn't do it because anybody can really change this situation no matter what, at any time for the most part, you know, take health out of the picture and, you know, stuff like that. And, you know, for the most part, if you have something in your life that you do that you don't like that you do with work, you can change it no matter what it is for the most part. Um, next up, the Coventry Spectre in 1985. At first glance, you'd think there's nothing wrong with this photo, but look again and you'll see a tall, dark figure wearing what could be a monk's frock with a hood on the top of This photos is uh, Coventry Freeman Society showing everyone at the event, including the mysterious figure bowling, bowing their heads. Nobody at the event was seen wearing that style of clothing. Um, when they say F- Coventry Freeman Society, is that a Freemason thing? Do you know? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know about that one. But, I mean, they, it, get, it has that vibe. It definitely... This picture is insanity cuz they're, they're they're wearing they're wearing like a weird thing over like a lei like a Hawaiian lei but it's across their shoulders so that's like looks like a weird masonry thing um and they're all bowing their heads to this weird thing which it is a vibe i don't know if it's a statue or if it's a person but it's like weird it's a weird deal uh, Coventry specter for anybody out there interested, um, yeah, it's a weird vibe. It, it, it's, its I don't know, it's very hard to, hard to describe. I don't know if it's a statue of somebody. It, it, it seems slightly bigger than everybody else. And it appears that people, yeah, I don't know if people are bowing to it. It just looks like everybody has their head down in some type of prayer. So I don't know what the story is with that, but uh, he's definitely wearing different clothing than everybody else there. So take that for what it is. And uh, I'd have to look a little deeper into the Coventry F- Freeman Society, um, which I afraid I, 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 right from the get go, I want to say that it's a Freemason thing, you know what I mean? Which we've we've learned in the past that, as, as great of people they are, they can get their They can get themselves caught up in some crazy things from time to time. Um, and with that being said, do we even want to tap in to know what these people are about? I don't know. We could real quick, you know, let's see here. Um, they got banquets going down. Freeman's gold. I don't know. This is their deal. Questions and answers here. Um, we're going to get out of this actually, because this seems like something we don't want to even be talking about. So we're going to pop out of that and we're going to pack back into the reality over here, which would be, you know, the grandpa's ghost in August of 1997. Uh, it was a good year before things went. Wow. Uh, Denise Russell took this photo of her grandma who lived alone at the time. On the 17th of August, 1997, even though the photo had been v- developed, copied and given to other family members, nobody noticed the male figure standing over her until Christmas Day of 2000. The Russell family say it's a spitting image of their grandpa who died in 1984. Um, and for me to say this, I will look at the picture right now and I would tell you um, I don't see what, oh, well, I do actually. Yeah, I do see that. that, And if there was nobody in that photog, this is a very, everybody can check this out. Uh, If there's nobody in this, this is very eerie looking. Um, And it's just a picture of a lady, a grandma, where, you know, every other grandma in the world sitting down. She's got a nice little cane right next to her. It's very fantastic looking, makes you feel warm and fuzzy just seeing it and you know she's giving a look of almost like she's looking at this thing that's the look on her face um and right behind her is this weird like he almost looks like he belongs in the heaven's gate cult type deal he looks like uh what's his name there Popo there po uh, po whitehead i forget his name the dude who ran heaven's gate um but he looks like that dude standing behind. You're very creeped out, almost alien-like, man. Like, when they shave, when they, you know, when certain people shave their head, bick it all the way back, and they're thin, and they wear a weird outfit, they look like aliens. Straight up, I ain't gonna lie. Um, and this is a weird dude, weird-looking guy. The face he's making is rather otherworldly and scary. Um, I would not like to see somebody staring at me that way from across the grocery store aimlessly. That would be... um famously sad and unfortunate for everybody involved uh i don't think you clearly know you, you don't get a mental picture of this one right this is this is new to me i've never seen this one
1: before right no. yeah i'm here i'm just uh so you have a uh shirt on with a collar yeah, kind of, but it's like, it's
0: awkwardly whited it out. Like he, his whole thing looks white. It's very weird. The picture is weird. It could be superimposed, but it doesn't look like it. It looks almost like somebody was, and then the neck, it looks like there there's like a line through the neck. Like the head was almost cut off and put back on for some reason. It's weird. Maybe it was. That's, a fo-
1: that. That's the collar line. Is there a, can you see down the side of the body at all? No. You see what you see
0: once, you see one arm and then the rest of the body is like, you see from like, like a, like a, like a triangular, the shoulder, if you took the shoulder, the point of the triangle and then like cut across the chest up towards the neck where you just have the face and the shoulder, that's all you got.
1: Okay. Without saying anything, can you see? Okay. Yeah. Okay. You already mentioned that. Nope. Not that. Uh, are there glasses on? No. No glasses? No. Nope. Not even around the neck? Or is it not that clear?
0: Of her or him? Him? No, no, not no. Not it doesn't you can't really see anything like that, no.
1: I was trying to get I was trying to figure out what might be distinguishing marks to be able to tell whether it's a person or or not? I would have to say that uh, if you have someone manifesting, yeah, uh, to be with her, then uh, yeah, it sounds more like a one-time deal. Where that person wanted to be with her, then maybe to give a message to the rest of the family. You know, look, I'm look, I'm still with her. Tell her once you you've taken this picture.
0: Yeah. What's crazy about this picture for anybody who goes in and looks at it? His face looks like he's being tortured. He looks super sad or in pain. Um, and if you look off to the left, there's a red truck and above the red truck, it almost looks like you see a face in the trees with a, of a woman with a veil over, which is weird. Um, so there's, there's like multiple things and this is definitely a person. Like there's, that's not anything else. It's definitely a person. I don't know if it's faked or not, but it's definitely a person. Like, what you're seeing is what what, what, what they want you to see is what you're seeing. Sure. Um, and then in the background, there's even another face. So who's to say that not just, you know, one way to find out how, if a picture is fake is if there's a bunch of weird shit in it, because usually it's just like a, a gimmick to fucking because there's gullible people out there that'll get sucked in like I just did and go. Oh, there's a face in the background, too. It's got to be real. Even if the one right there is fake, the one behind is real. You know what I mean? But I do, I, I, we, we can both agree that loved ones would want to stick around. You know, a husband would want to still be around the wife. You know what I mean? Especially if this was like a family gathering where everybody was at, you know, then of course I feel like the spirit would want to be around the the family. You know, it's one of those things where I do kind of, you know, I, you know, with the spiritual world, if you were to go to a heaven type deal, I would wonder if you could, if there was certain days you can get out, you know what I mean? In a way where you could go back and, and go back to a world and, you know, stand in the corner of a family cookout, you know what I mean? Or sit That last, that last seat at the, at the picnic table, sit there and just kind of enjoy your family talking about what they're doing and what's new and stuff like that. I, I always uh, hoped at least that, there, there would be that type of deal in the afterlife. If you did want to go to, you to go to a wedding, you wanted to be at a wedding, you wanted to be at a graduation, you wanted to be, you know, something special that you, you wouldn't be there physically, of course, but you would be able to kind of be, your energy would be in the place. You would be able to kind of watch it, take it in, you know what I mean? Be around the people doing whatever, take in their glow, give them some of your glow type deal. I feel it'd be something like that. You know what I mean?
1: I got a question. Um does she have a cane near her? She does, yeah. And she's the one with the glasses? She has no glasses.
0: There's uh, no glasses. A... No, yeah, no glasses in the picture at all.
1: So the cane the cane is near her. Uh brightly colored dress, white collar.
0: She's got a white
1: dress, whitish gray dress. Um uh, the collar
0: a little purple, like a darker purple color.
1: Okay. No, it's not who I'm picking up on.
0: Yeah, I don't think so. He's, um, she looks unhappy. He looks unhappy. There's a lot of unhappiness in that picture. But, you know, he could. this could be a thing. If she could be unhappy, he's dead. And he could be unhappy, she's dead. She's unhappy, he's dead type deal. You know what I mean? Um, it's one of those things. Uh, next up. Pauling fire department in 1988 i remember this one Uh, a white figure in this photo is believed to be some sort of angel overlooking rose benvenuto who was involved in the car crash the car is destroyed you know completely destroyed she said it could only have taken a miracle for her to survive the crash and lo and behold there's an angel-like figure in uh, attending firefighter sharon boo's photo Yeah. I believe in stuff like this. You know what I mean? Um, what's your take on this where you see like a crazy accident that nobody should walk away from where they come out on, you know, unhurt, unharmed in any way. They're not not paralyzed. They're not anything. They're, they're, they're fully capable. You know what I mean? Of course you feel like there's gotta be a higher good on the scene, right?
1: Um, yeah, I think so. And I think that that, picture could be a uh whether you want to call it an angel a spirit guide a family member someone who helped her out of that situation helped her to survive i got a
0: friend of mine that was in a car accident when he was he was going to work early in the morning fell asleep car went off the highway uh went over the embankment flipped over like destroyed the car he got up and he got out of the car like like nothing ever happened so there's stuff like this that happens You'd think it would make him a spiritual person, but (laughs) Um, it's weird, you know. But yeah, stuff like this, I definitely, I vibe with for sure. Um, The energy around you could say, you could go and say it's a positive thing that somebody helped her out. And saved her, but you could also say the positive thing that death was, the, the negative thing that death was that close, that death was in the room. You know what I mean? Like, she was that close to dying that what they picked up could have been death. It could have been, like, the actual death coming to get her type deal. And, like, you know, she, she you know, her life was spared. Um, yeah, for whatever reason. It's weird when people's lives are spared like that. Um, but, yeah, that's a crazy one. Um, do you want to say anything else about You know when people, uh, you know situations like that Where there's a big accident Where people survive or maybe not survive And you see these, these Orbs in the photos of the crime scene
1: I think it's definitely uh, Either a message Or someone or something From spirit helping out yeah. whether, they're, whether they're there to help save them Or whether they are there to uh, Help guide them on their next step It's true
0: yeah, for shizzle. I definitely believe that. There's something up, you know. I, don't, I think it's more than just a, a headlight catching the reflection, which I guess you could speculate. It was a headlight catching, you know, and a catching reflection of the camera lens or something. But I do think there's an, uh, there's something going on there. Um, next up, we have the backseat ghost from March 1959. This is another familiar, famous photo. This kind of goes a little bit hand in hand with like the, the the wife with the husband in the helicopter and a little bit with the Amityville ghost, a little bit where you got this dude in a car and you're taking a picture of him and in the back seat you see somebody chilling. Uh, the photo was taken by Mabel Chinnery in 1959. It shows her husband in his car, but who he allegedly... Uh, who is allegedly uh, her dead mother-in-law in in the back seat. Um, While the paranormalists believe it to be real, others have debunked it as being case of double exposure. Now, this is a weird element. Are you familiar with this one of the guys sitting in the car and the lady behind her? Are you familiar with that picture? Yes. So that one it could be double exposure, but it would have to be it wouldn't be a mistaken double exposure because she's perfectly placed in the cornerback, like behind him in the window type deal. That wasn't an accident for sure. Um, it does get very dark. like the part where she is in, 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 in the car is very dark. Darker than the other parts of inside the car. So that right there could, 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 would make you speculate that that was just placed in there, almost like overlapping the image over another photo type deal. You know what I mean? Um, definitely, um, a creepy vibe to it. I mean, death. Do I feel like a mother would definitely stick around to kind of protect and stay with her son? Absolutely. For sure. For sure. Um, yeah. You know, in a situation like this, what do you think? Why do you think a mother would pop up in a car? What do you think there's significant? Do you think there's no significance or do you think there
1: is significance to that? Uh, there might there might be a significant. Uh, well, before I say that, the other thing is that if you've got a short you've got a short area when you're taking a picture into a car where things are going to be lit up inside the car. And be able to focus on them. So, back yeah. seat being very dark is really depending upon uh, where you are. Um, if you all you have to be is like a foot or two back of a spotlight, you'll light up the front seat, and the back will be in blackness. Right. So, depending upon where you are, you can have a you can have a very dark seat in the back and still see an image of a person out front. Right. As for a mother um, being near someone. There's the distinct possibility that maybe she has, in the spirit world, seen something that's going to happen, uh, maybe even in the car. And, you know, it, it's a case of sometimes that some people say it's a guardian angel. Sometimes they say it's a family member, but they're driving down, they're driving down the street and they, get, and they get this idea that, no, I think I'll go this way today. For no reason at all, they take a turn they usually never take or something, and then they find out later on that on their usual way into work, so to speak, there was a massive multi-car accident. But it was kind of the little voice in the head that said, uh, no, stop here, or no, go that way. And those in spirit maybe guiding us to try and help avoid uh, this, this trauma and early death. Um, there's that distinct possibility that uh, she was there to, to kind of protect the family. Yeah. I
0: can see that You know, maybe like I, I, when I asked you the question the thing that was in my head was what you said about her maybe foreseeing seeing trouble you know what I mean and almost trying to stick with him like maybe he was going to get into a car accident what's your take on the fact that he was dying that later day or something obviously he didn't or that would have been in the story but do you think of a situation where if somebody was going to be dying that later day family would come and surround them
1: uh, earlier in the day to kind of be with them when they died? Uh, yes, I've been with uh, several people uh, that have died. And being a medium, I've seen family collect around them ahead now, of time. I know you've said
0: that before. Now, was that more of like around the actual time of death, right? More so? Or was it like the day, spending the day with them?
1: Uh, well, there's several of them that uh, I was with for... For quite a while and so is the family like more than a day or uh i'd say day of
0: yeah yeah so that's it's yeah that's an interesting take that they come in they would though you think that they would you know what i mean it makes a lot of sense like you're making this big leap into the net the next step you know you're leaving you're leaving everything you've ever known you're literally leaving everything you've ever known to be reality and everything like You're going to have your, your loved ones would come back to people that you've had. You've grown these relationships with. I think it's very, some people think that when you go, you know, and and when you could transcend to the next place, there's no such thing as family. Like the way they say, you know, you're no longer, your wife's no longer your wife, your husband's, you're no longer your husband. Everybody's just, they are, you know what I mean? It's one of those things and you don't have family and stuff. I find that really weird that you can have such an emotional attachment to people. Because um, our emotions, I feel, would go with our energy. You know what I mean. Our emotions is kind of like what makes our us who we are. That's why we're all different. Is we all have different opinions and we feel differently about different things. And I assume that the, the makeup of who we are, and that when your soul leaves, like that's the stuff, personality stuff like that. I can I consider your soul. You know the essence that make the thing that makes me Matt and Ray Ray is our soul, you know, like our bodies are made up of the same stuff, you know what I mean but what's different about us is our personalities and our souls, if you will, so that's my take with that and I do, you know, I do feel like uh, you should at least link up when it's all over, you know, I know everybody links back up, but I'd still like to think that there is, who's to know though, you know, who's to say, you know Who, who knows what anything's like when you're dead realistically, who's to know what a relationship is, you know Everybody's, you know, everybody's one, you know, who knows what's what, you know, in heaven, you know, you, everybody worships God. Maybe you're not supposed to have a, a, any other relationship other than God. You know what I mean? In the spiritual world, you know, it's weird. It, it, that, all, that comes into play because, you know, if you have a relationship with somebody, you're in love with somebody that's a type of worship, you know what I mean? So when you're on earth, maybe you're allowed to worship somebody else, so to speak, so to speak. But once you're dead, you know, your, your praise has got to be to him. You know what I mean? In, in, in and the fullness. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying. What about
1: the ultimate link-up? The ultimate link-up? Yeah, let's say uh, someone, a husband and wife in this world. Yeah. And they love each other. They mm-hmm. compliment each other. They're best friends. Everything is, is great. And one passes, and then the other one passes. Right. Right. Now when they get together on the what I call the ultimate link-up is when they get together on the other side with that love, they merge. They're not separated by the bodies right. anymore in this world. Their essence, their soul, and their love merges into one. Right. And then once they realize that they are one and they are love, then they that Merges back into the original source, which is a creator or a God, right? And we're all, and we're all one. Yeah, like
0: I, I vibe with that. I do feel that we're all, we're all. I do feel we all have a piece of God in us. So we all, you know what I mean. I, I do believe that, uh, so to speak, of the the great energy is within us all. Um, so when, it, yeah, I think we go back into it, type deal. It's weird. That's definitely. Uh, a discussion for like, we got to get a professional on the show of religion. Not that Ray's not, but like a, someone that we could actually go back and forth and debate these things with, because there's a lot of good questions about what exactly happens when you die. And I'd love to get a whole, whole array of different opinions, array. get, I would like to get a whole spectrum of different people's beliefs of what exactly happens. There's a lot of very un, unanswered questions uh, on every pla- every platform of, After death, the most unknown thing in the entire world. You know what I mean? You know, it's almost as unknown as the SS Watertown in 1924, uh, which was a famous image. This image takes from the SS Watertown, shows the faces of two crewmen, James Courtney and Michael Meehan. In the water, the two men died while on board the ship and were given a burial at sea. I don't appreciate a burial. Don't ever let them give me a burial at sea, Ray. Other crew members on the ships uh, saw the faces and the waves, but didn't initially take photos. They went back to a similar spot and saw them again. Five of the six photos uh, showed nothing, but this was the sixth and clearly shows the face of the two men. Yeah, and in this visual, it definitely does. I will definitely say that it does. Um, the photo itself's a little questionable and fuzzy and weird, and you almost don't know what the hell's going on. You do capture the fact it's two heads, but I'll be honest with you. This mo- looks more like two, two severed heads just thrown on the ground. This look, looks more like just two heads with their necks on the ground. You know what I mean? Um, Definitely look like faces for sure. This could be something that was molded, though. This looks like something that could have been built. I don't know. They say they got it. They took a picture on. They took a picture on a boat. Very weird stuff. But then you got to go into the ocean world. And, you know, the sea people, people live on the sea for since the beginning of time. have always talked about weird type of sea spirits and sea creatures and, all these type of entities, you know what I mean? Mermaids and Cthulhu's and giant squids and octopus and all this, you know what I mean? There's always these, you know, Odyssey-like tales of like all these creatures. Um, And this could just be a little more of that. I don't, like, I believe that they could, first of all, we're talking about the nighttime and the waves. Like everything happens so quick, like it, Unless this is like a weird vibe where it sounds like they've seen them in the waves, like the the waves would form a face and crash. You know what I mean? But this, the picture almost looks like in the waves, it was these two faces just sticking out of the water. And if that was the case, super creepy. Um, But yeah, a lot of people drowned back in the day with this type of deal. Drowning. No matter how many people say Drowning is one of the best ways to go out I beg to differ my friend Suffocation is never A good way to go out You know what I mean No
1: sir um, that, yes, what- that was one of my Almost drowned Where I had to uh, get dragged out of the water And they had to uh, Pump the uh, Get the water out of my lungs Didn't actually drown that time but came close How'd that feel that is not fun. I didn't think it would be.
0: It's almost like it's like saying if you hold your breath until you die. It's almost like just saying we're going to tape your head up and you're going to suffocate, but it'll be all right. Like it's horrible. Like come on, there, there's I hate to say it, but there's a lot more better ways to go out that are quicker than drowning. Drowning is like torture. Drowning is like horrifying.
1: But if you if you go back to those faces in the waves, first of all, they could have been looking to see that because these people had. That died. The other thing is that there's a lot of energies, a lot of spiritual energies in water. There's also a lot of the unknown. They could have thrown those images up because it was what the people were expecting. They were literally manipulating the people that were watching to make them see that basically playing with them.
0: Right. That's truth. Yeah. And you know, people like the folklore. People like to t- tell stories too. I feel on the, on the open sea to keep to keep their minds going. I feel like uh, there's a lot of imagination going on on the open sea to keep things moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you no. Know? But in 1963, we have a photo uh, called the Newbie Church. Um, some analysts think this photo was taken at Newbie Church in North Yorkshire, England. Uh, is a fake because the character looks to be posing too much. However, Reverend K.F. Lord insists, and reverends would never lie, insists that there is nothing visible to the naked eye when he took the photo. Uh, The photo experts say it hasn't been double exposed. I don't really see why a, like a reverend, I wonder what the reverend feel about. What Do you know what reverends feel about? Ghosts? Uh, no, I don't. If they were against it, they wouldn't be trying to fake it. You know what I mean? If they were people that said ghosts aren't real, I highly doubt they would fake a ghost picture. I highly doubt they would even let a real ghost picture leak if they, if they, if they, if if it was against their beliefs, you know what I mean? Um, now this photo, anybody out there that wants to go check it out, it's kind of cool. It looks like a, like a black metal record album cover. Um, it's kind of like a, an altar and off to the right of it, uh, is just like what it looks to be like, a, a lady in a black gown, um, from head to toe, like a, like a, like a cloak. Um, and her hands, it appears that her ha- hands are up in a praying position together, but they're up in front of her face. So like, consider it almost like, the bridge of the nose is where the top of the two hands meet. You know what I mean? Which is probably some type of ritualistic uh, symbol for something. You know what I mean? Um, I don't even want to get into it. It's, but it's a, It looks like it could be double exposure a little bit, but it also looks like it could be realistic. Um, makes you kind of wonder what it would be, why a black draped praying or gasping woman would be. She's either praying or, or one of those shocked, Things where they put the hand over the mouth, where the hand goes over the mouth, uh, it's either praying or the hands over the mouth. Now, if it's a shocked face, that that brings makes it even airier because then it makes you wonder what the, what these people did to this poor lady. You know what I mean? I've heard a lot of horror stories of um, you know these different uh, you know these different organizations here that have have um, nuns and such like that. Female, the people that aren't supposed to be having sex with people, and they have these. These, these females on their on their uh, on their locations that they kind of use in an, an unfortunate terrible way you know what I mean and these girls feel like they're doing it for the the greater good of God or whatever whatever they throw into their their head to make them do these things unfortunately but um this could be a story of that you never know you know maybe somebody I imagine. I could only imagine with the hypocrisy of a lot of the religious folks, I could only imagine the horrendousness of being like a nun or something or some type of female in there. And they just, they use you for sex and then they flip it on you and make you believe that you're the demon because you made them all hot and heavy and to the point, And then they cast you out and they disgrace you and tear your name apart until you eventually kill yourself off because they tell you that you need to because the only way to, be redeemed because they don't want you around anymore talking about it. We're talking about very terrible people here, Ray, and the terrible things they do. And in that sense of it, I almost feel like that could be what this picture
1: is about. What's your take? Uh, You said that's in England? England, yeah. Uh, Now, if that's an old church in England, it may have been around the time when England had its witch hunts. Yeah. So you could have had somebody who was accused, who probably could could have been a religious person but as we know a lot were accused and uh, either burned or hung that were innocent um, you, yeah that could that could be the ghost of one of those people coming uh, to pray do you know if they're during the witch trial or if there
0: was a certain uniform that they made witches wear you know the same way that you would see a yellow jumpsuit or the old famous you know Black and white pinstripe uniforms was there a did they make them all wear something so you could all if you could from afar go that 's somebody accused of
1: being a witch uh, not that I know of though I imagine they were since they tended to uh, give a bunch of different attributes to them. I know that black yeah. is one color such as the, the conical hat uh, which was black, but also black was a color that was associated with evil yeah. Um, it's something you didn't want to wear. Uh, you could end up being accused of being a witch, just like you didn't want to. If you were in your garden and you found uh, an herb which uh, helped somebody, I don't know, uh, their digestion or their headache. Well, you didn't want to let that out because you were accused of being a witch when it was simply yeah. you found a natural remedy for something. So there's so many ways that could go mm-hmm. um, right down to being. Uh, and at one time, there are quite a few orders nuns now uh, there was a lot of animosity particularly in Ireland but also in parts of England at one time uh, after Henry VIII when he broke with the church and formed the Church of England so that that he could divorce and remarry um, the nuns quite often wore black but then suddenly they're on the outside and he starts destroying and I know that he actually had his prime minister I forgot what his name is I used to know uh, uh, or his somebody had known his whole life that worked for him who refused to endorse his marriage executed. Thomas More, I think it might have been. Um, so, yeah, at that time, if you take a nun in a black outfit, uh, they were persecuted. Some were killed. Uh, witches were killed. Uh, there's a lot of reasons why there might be a lady sorrowful there, uh sad lady praying at an altar uh, from those old times.
0: Think of a lady that might have come from like uh, like come from a prostitution or something that that wants to give their life to the church and they show up at the church and they say, hey, look, I'm a prostitute. I'm, I'm, I'm a prostitute. I want to change my ways. You know, you, you put that in the hands of some evil people. You know, you can only imagine what that situation is going to turn into. You know what I mean? And it's human. That's the biggest fault with religion is it's left in the hands of humans. Whenever you have humans are faulty, you know what I mean. They're they're easily corrupted, easily corrupted, so easily corrupted. You shouldn't, you know what I mean. That's that's why religion's gone so haywire. That's why people don't trust religion anymore. You know what I mean because of what man man's done to it. You know what I mean. It's a crazy thing, but yeah, I could I I get the vibe that there was it was something like some horrendous story like that. Is why this this is this this photo exists. You know what I mean?
1: I don't. I also don't see. I agree with you. I don't see a reverend unless it was something that really shook him to the core. Uh, sharing a picture like that. I mean, he had to really believe it, and he had to think it was significant if he's going to share that picture. Yeah, that would take his credit. It could destroy
0: his whole reputation and credibility. Yeah, 1963. We're going back sometime. You know the church is a weird the way that the, the the opinion of the church congregation if you will um they they could they can turn on they can turn on you just as easy as they could literally walk into the fire for you you know what i mean it's a weird vibe yeah you just you have to the controlling of a church and a congregation is a um that's the that's the beauty of it it's like you know you get the the people that lead it you know they do their deal and um it's a molding and directing it's a, it's a it's a juggling act of the people you know what i mean and you give them what they come for you know what i mean uh it's a weird dynamic to the whole thing uh, good and bad good and bad and uh but i get definitely get the vibe that there was some bad going on in this picture you know what i mean rather unfortunate um we got another picture in here that we talked about before which is funny which is a toys r us picture of 1978 where It's the kids sitting down in the aisle. You know what I mean? Sunnyville, California. There's a ghost, Johnny Johnson. His silhouettes leaning up against the shelves um, while there's a bunch of kids and their parents sitting around, um, like, I guess, talking about toys or something. I don't know what they're doing. He's kind of chilling. And as the story goes, Johnny had a thing for a girl named Elizabeth, the daughter of the plantation owner. And uh, the plantation used to be one of Toys R Us's sites. And Johnny bled to death after cutting himself chopping wood and now roams the aisles of the store searching for her. Very interesting <laughs> stuff. What do you say, what's your take on that?
1: That's possible. That's a restless soul that uh, died a horrible death, and uh, he's, lo- he's looking for the uh, love of his life. He's not. He's not going to leave. He's. Just, he's just too attached to the earth there, and he's. He's too attached to his memories, and he's just not letting go. If only he knew she. She. She's
0: now with a guy that treats her like garbage, and she loves it. <laughs> poor, poor Johnny. Poor Johnny. Poor Johnny's a hopeless romantic. That's where he got himself. Um. Poor Johnny. Rest in peace, Johnny. The blood runs cold. Next up, Saint Bultos Church, nineteen. 19- 80 dose. If you look carefully in the upper right-hand corner of this photo, you can just make out the translucent figure. It was taken at Saint Boltov's Church in 1982, and at the time there was only three people in the building. A builder later contact- contacted Chris Brackley, who took the photo, to tell him he recognized the face as being the same as someone he'd previously seen in a coffin in the church. Um. Now, I'm not fully gathering, um, what they're going for here. Uh, they have kind of like a, there's, there looks to be somebody up in the, in the, one of the, the lie about the higher balconies, you know, chilling, but yeah, it does kind of have that vibe. It heavily has that vibe to be honest with you. Um, but who's to say? You know, it's definitely... It's it's like a it's a ghostly... It's like a bloated dead face, which is interesting. Makes me always kind of question it. Because whenever you see the... I almost don't think that... Unless, I don't think you see somebody in dead form. Like, if you're seeing a ghost, I don't think you're seeing them in their dead state. Unless there's, like, a real reason for it. You know what I mean? I think, typically, you're going to see it in their worldly state. Kind of like how they lived. You know what I mean? If you're seeing somebody... F- packed up or like horrifying looking, probably seeing that for like a definitive reason. You know what I mean? Like there's probably a reason you're seeing that. And um, this picture the dude does look like he's bloated dead. You know what I mean? Very white face, chunked out, bloated face. Um, he almost looks like a privileged priest. You know what I mean? That lived high off the lamb and then they died. So maybe, I don't know, maybe this thing is a, if you had a priest And he was bad news behind the scenes. Um, And he died. You think it'd linger? You think it'd haunt that church? Because he wouldn't transcend. If he was bad news, he wouldn't transcend. What do you think the punishment for being bad news like that is? In in a field where you're supposed to be a holy
1: man. Uh, I can come up with several different things. One of them is being trapped there and not allowed to move on. Another interesting one, which um, I think, and it's almost like reincarnation, but it's a little bit different. And the idea of being able to uh, redo something or correct a mistake. Let's say you did something horrendous and then you die. yeah Then you are reborn as yourself to live the same life again. And you keep living that life until you do not create that atrocious act you do not do that bad thing once you've learned a lesson and correct it in your life then you're allowed to move on so your personal hell is to repeat your life over and over again until you correct it
0: so do you think he's repeated you think he's repeating life in a spiritual world not a physical
1: world i think i think with him it might be that uh he's haunting it there he's trapped in a spiritual form in there and the punishment could be that right in front of him is the way that he should have found uh to a better life and to help others and to move on and he has to face what he abandoned and what he betrayed every single day and that's his that's his hell because he can look at it and he can say you know if only i had Fulfill my potential, let's say, as a priest, or if only I had helped people instead of doing this. If only, and he's trapped in that place until he's yeah. done his and until he's done his penance, so to speak.
0: Yeah, I can see that. I'd, I'd like to think he'd go somewhere else. Depends, I guess, what is what is what he was guilty of. Confucius misleading or maybe dipping into the, the the money or something for his own personal, you know, that's definitely not as bad. It's bad, but definitely not as bad as other things they've been accused of, you know what I mean?
1: Well, if you if you take someone that's, you know, a multi-billionaire and they're, they're trapped haunting what used to be their famous place, but they can't enjoy it Yeah. until they figure out that their billions meant nothing. It was what they did with their life that meant something or who they helped. That would be torture for them to, to be walking around endlessly in a place that they love so much unable to do anything even worse if someone else came in and started using uh their place right until they until they admitted to themselves and until they woke up enough to be able to uh change uh want that change have that penance so to speak or whatever it may be to be able to move on to realize that uh yeah, these billions were nothing. The people that I trampled on, uh, that's, that's what was wrong. So to me, the perfect torture is put that person back in their favorite place, but don't let them uh, enjoy it. Make them suffer through it as they watch others enjoy it. Yeah. It's true.
0: Mm-hmm. Next up, we have the brown lady. 1936, very famous picture. I always think this is legit as can be, um, if anybody wants to take a peek. Uh, The photo of the brown lady is considered by many to be actual photographic evidence of ghosts. It was taken in Raynham Hall in Norfolk, England, a lot of England stuff, in 1936. There had allegedly been many sightings of the figure before the photo, and it's said to be the ghost of Lady Townshend. Uh, she was locked in a room in the hall by her husband when he found out about her infidelity and left her there to die. So he, that's quite a fucking, excuse my language, but being left to die, you know, being in the, left in there long enough to die. We're talking about what, like week and a half of not being able to eat
1: or drink or anything? Unless he like yeah. beat, her, beat her and left her or something. Well, I think that depending upon how much water she had in there, it could have been a matter of three, four, five days. But if she if she had some water to prolong it, yeah, probably a bit of a week or two. That's kind of you, that's whoa, that's crazy. You think, yeah,
0: that's very weird. Um, that wouldn't fly nowadays. You know what I mean? Uh, but her infidelity got her in trouble. You know what I mean, for sure. That's definitely, I mean, being let, I don't even know. You're going to, yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess if you're locked in a room, there's nothing you can really do about it. There's no windows. You can't, you know what I mean? You can't really escape or anything. That's tough. That's a tough one. But uh, yeah, this definitely has the vibe. I'm surprised it's not in the room that she was locked in. Um, you think this is just the case of her wanting to be outside of that room so
1: much that now she lingers outside of the room instead of inside? Well, it could be that that uh, gruesome, slow death that uh, she haunts the palace. She could be looking for her husband for revenge, but he's long since dead and she's still looking. Right.
0: Because, you know, infidelity is one of those things where, you know, um, you know, it's she could be, you know, she didn't quite go out go out in a glamorous way, you know what I mean? Like she was caught doing something she should have been doing and in a way she was like punished for it. So like with that, with that negative approach to it too. So it's not, it's almost not like she was just, you know, she should have been killed That's awful, but it's not like he just came home, was a bad dude and killed her. Like she did something that wasn't sane and right, but she did something that made his brain pop and he acted like an animal, you know what I mean? So I wonder if that has anything to do with it.
1: Oh, it also has to do is the pen do you know how long ago she died 1936
0: Oh, uh before that no i just know in 19 i think 1936 is when the picture was taken um but it it probably go, it's probably going
1: back a while now in this what yeah what i'm looking at is if you go back a certain amount of time it's common in many cultures but it's also the if you go back uh and let's say, now, was this place a castle or a house? Um, it's a house, I believe. I am won- like it's a house. I'm wondering if it had to do with, you know, uh, at a time when uh, children were critical to carry on the family name and to carry on the line, and uh, infidelity was like the final thing because Uh, you're supposed a woman was supposed to back then be making babies for the Lord, or for the family, and now she's mixing it up in another man. No, 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 no. That that was some, that was a heavy-duty transgression back then. Uh, Yeah, the lighting. It it actually the face of it looks like Sissy Spacek from
0: Carrie, with that like lost, scared, uh, nervous look on her face. Because you can kind you can make out a face. You can make out the hair. You can see the body. These ones are believable because you can really tell that just the ghost is is transparent. Like, you can tell that the transparency there is like very, especially back in the day, that transparency would be very hard to kind of duplicate, I feel. There's certain times you'll see it and it'll look, it'll, it will look like two pictures overlapping each other, but something like this. This is very ghostly. I'd say that this is probably one of the best. Another one, another picture that probably uh, resembles like some of the best evidence for 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 the claims. You know, we also got Coraboree Rock in 1959. Nobody knows the ghostly figure in this photo, but it was taken in Alice Springs, Northern Territory, Australia, 1959. Some people think it's just a case of double exposure, while others think it could be a spirit watching us or something else. Because It looks like it's holding binoculars. It does. It kind of has like a Native American vibe to it. It looks like it's got the head, like the, the, the headset type deal, the headdress. Um, and... Uh, binoculars a little bit it could be drinking from some type of thing like some type of cup type of deal or um, I don't know if I'd say binoculars but it's definitely like holding up something to its face you know what I mean
1: well a lot of Australia long after other countries were uh, kind of achet- overtaken by civilization even now there's a lot of it that still is pristine that is still uh, unsettled except for aboriginal people And it's a very, very big thing, very spiritual land, uh, even to this day. So that being either a spirit or an ancestor of one of the aboriginals there is a definite possibility. Yeah, I'm with you on that. There's another one called the Tulip Staircase
0: Ghost from 1966. This is a very creepy one, too. It's a spiral staircase, and it has what looks to be something holding on to the, on the other side of the stairs. And I believe this one to be true. And I get the vibe like somebody jumped off to their jump, committed suicide. And, and they they almost, this is a ghost of them. You know, the moments where they stepped over the railing, held on, looked down and then kind of let themselves go and step off that that's what this kind of looks like it's the this the reoccurrence of that that's what this picture looks like
1: yeah that that could be that they're, they're stuck at a time loop right there they're just stuck uh their energy or that image is, is stuck in that moment just before their death
0: do you think because people know that those minutes are quite possibly the most important minutes of their life that that's why they had caught up in those minutes reoccurring.
1: Uh, the emotion invested in, the, in those moments. Right. And if you invested in those moments, I'd say yes, whether it's regret or what it, whatever it happens to be. But yeah, that's, that's a very powerful time for people. I mean, our basic instinct is survival at just about any cost. And here you have someone desperate enough to take their own life. Then, uh, yeah, there's a lot of emotion in there and a lot of reasons to get caught in that time. It's truth.
0: That is truth. We also have the Wham Town Hall Ghost, November 1995. It was a good year. Um, This is just kind of a picture of a uh, factory. And Within the doorway, you see this. You see a girl in a dress uh, capturing you know, she kind of has an exorcist look to her a little bit. Definitely capturing the look of that Amityville ghost picture that I said before with the white eyes. Um, she definitely has that vibe going to it. And the way that she kind of is half in light, half out of light. So it looks like looks like she's only maybe from the hip up. Um, like a, like a, not a full apparition. That sells it pretty well. Um, and you see the picture? I mean, she she's... You're seeing a figure within a door frame that's fully lit up, so that's kind of weird itself. Um, but the also the thing that I also want to bring up with this is depending on when this picture was done. I know '95 is when it was taken, but if the, you look at it, there's a there's kind of like a rail or a fencing uh, in between the apparition and the camera, which would make putting together that apparition behind that fencing, incredibly difficult to do with the lighting and the way they do it. Not to say that this isn't a fake doctored photo, but this would, this would take a lot of, this would be more than the Abraham Lincoln photo. There'd be a lot of work having to go into this. Um, And in 1995, where technology was starting to kick off a little bit, I don't think they'd be able to kind of, there's CG, There's like some CGI. This is this is more than photo tricks, I think, for this one. So I'm gonna have to lean more towards it being a little realistic, um, more reality. But uh, I'm catching the vibe. I dig this. So it's a very stylized looker. Uh, look. It reminds me of um, what is it? Playlist. Uh, it's a French film. French play something. Ugh, I'm losing my mind. Um, but uh, Criterion Collection put it out. But that the cover looks a lot like that.
1: Um, but yeah. And this uh now you said this is a factory? A factory. How old, you know? Uh
0: it looks really old. It looks like in 95 this factory was ready to be condemned. You know what I mean?
1: Cuz if you if you're looking at going back far enough in time, um then yeah, you had a lot of child labor and a lot of children who died in those factories. Because you didn't have OSHA and the safety regulations you have now. So, if you're talking an old building that once had, let's say, this young girl in it, then a distinct possibility that uh, she died there and her energy is still there.
0: There's a cold look that, the, that these ghosts give. That's a, it's it's a weird, sad, angry, lost look. And the ones that are giving this certain look, I believe are real because I feel like that's the vibe that they'd be feeling. And like certain ones have the some of them are straight faced. But some of them have that lost look to them, and I got to assume that those lost look ones are more realistic because I I feel that's like the feel that they'd be getting. I that's that my take on it is that like I think that's their their vibe. You know what I mean? But yeah, this one's weird. Um, it could have been children labor. It could have been. This it could have been a, a, a teenage girl or something that were or even a younger girl that was taken there by some bad people when, when the factory was closed. While maybe while they worked at the factory, maybe they did something awful to her and killed her. You know what I mean? It could be anything. It could have, she could have got hurt there as a child as child labor, like you said. Um, it could be a little bit of anything. You know what I mean? For all you know, that she's very tall in this picture. It looks for all you know, this could have been a worker that. And this could sound funny, but back in the, this could be a worker that liked dressing up as a woman and maybe hit on somebody there. And when people found fo- when people found out about it, they hazed him until he killed himself, or maybe they killed him. You never know. Um, you could have that. You know what I mean? You could have ties in like that. But this one has a real vibe to it for me, at least. I'm I'm getting the the real feel for this one. We have. Uh, Sefton church in 1999. Um, the picture of the Ste- Sefton church in Liverpool, England, More England clearly shows a man wearing a black uniform believed to be an old church minister. He does look like a church minister. Uh, there were allegedly only two photographers in the church on the day it was taken and neither of them recall seeing a physical being standing there when the photo was taken. See, this goes back. This is more of, um, When I go into that translucent thing where I say things, certain things look realistic, translucent and certain things look fake translucent. This is more of a realistic translucent. Um, Again, why would a minister or a reverend or a pastor or a priest, why would any of these people still be in the church after they die? That's the big question for me because supposedly they live a life of God. You would assume them to go to the higher planes and be rewarded in heaven um, and that's that imagine the darkness of the of of imagine the weirdness of I don't even want to say it, but the fact you know if the 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 awareness of that it just being blackness and them being so lost with that blackness that they wander the earth. you know what I mean like a, a man of religion imagine that wrap your head around that, and that's why we see these people at these churches because I also feel like if they were bad folks. Like if they were evil doing evil things, I don't think their their punishment would be being in a church because that there, there's really no punishment of my way could be boring for them. You know what I mean? There's no punishment to them. Um, I feel like if they were bad guys, they would probably go somewhere to be punished. I feel the people that know God's word and what, what, what they're supposed to do and they go against that. No, no knowingly go against it. I think those people are punished more than regular people. Um, so, like, in the sense of that, like, why is he, Why would he still be in this church? I don't understand. He, he should either be getting punished severely for his evil deeds or transcending to a higher place because, to be paid for, you know, his, 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 his life of serving God. Um, so I'm kind of in a confused state when I think of why a religious man would be left it's still in a church. You know what I mean? Unless it's not a religious person at all. Maybe it's a uh, spirit, you know. Maybe it's an evil energy trying to trick people. Who knows? You think an evil energy could stay in a church, though? I don't think you. I don't think it could
1: survive in a church. It would have difficulty as far as a minister or a priest being trapped in a church if they were evil. Um, I'm going back to uh, you know that's their punishment. You know, this was your life. You knew better. You had a way out. And now you've got to haunt this place. And it's going to drive you crazy for eternity or till Judgment Day, whichever way you look at it. It's going to drive you crazy because you had it all in front of you. Now you've got to look at it. And you've got to watch other people come in here and do the right thing while you're stuck there. Now that is hell.
0: It's like pushing it, pu- almost imposing a jealousy on him, though, which is a sin, too. Which is weird. It's a weird take, you know and i like to th- i i think i think if you're if you if you're playing that role if you're if you're taking on the role of that position and you corrupt you, you corrupt that position i think you're i think you're it's it's the same way as if you know you're giving a position at work and they say okay we're going to hook you up and give you this big manager position and they give you it and then you do wild shit that makes the whole company look bad i think they're going to reprimand you a lot harder for that than they would Joe Blow the dude who just started working there did something foolish you know what I mean I think so that my 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 mind state is people in that position of holy power if you will that misuse it I think that that the the punishments a lot harder on them I think so with that being said like I don't think you know it'd be unfortunate for him to see the church run appropriately without them but like I don't think that's really a hell I don't think that's really a punishment I think it's more of a I don't think they really cared much about the way the church was being run
1: to begin with if they were doing what they were doing you know what I mean yeah but now they have a different perspective being spirit and they know they screwed up yeah so now now that becomes a torture like you were saying let's say someone gets that big big uh, promotion in management and they're screwing things up right and left and Mm -hmm. they're a major jerk so the company turns around and says, "Okay, uh, you'll be reassigned." It says, "Okay, what, what are you going to do?" Well, Mister uh, Manager, you're going to work the you're going to work the line, and when you're not doing that, you're going to sweep floors and empty garbage. Yeah. Meanwhile, you get to watch the new manager make a name for themselves, and everybody else get promoted around you. There you go. Because you're going to be you're going to be doing that for the rest of your days. Now that is punishment.
0: And I understand that, but that seems more like human vindictfulness of just being being more than a God thing, more than a God punishment. It seems more of like a petty human thing, but I could be completely wrong.
1: Uh, but the God, the, with the God punishment is that uh, priest who's haunting the church. Yeah, All he has to do is turn around, admit what he did wrong and ask for forgiveness. And that's kind of like God said, oh, you finally woke up. Right. Come on over. Come on over. So you think a stubbornness would keep them there not to admit they were
0: wrong? Oh, uh, definitely. Interesting. And we're talking about, like, small-time bad stuff, like stealing money. We're not talking about, like, pedophile
1: stuff, right? Well, I'm t- if you're going to have somebody uh, haunt a place for centuries, I think pedophile stuff is pretty good. It's going to drive them crazy. I mean, in the worst case, in a, in a really twisted scenario, they get they get to watch all the new altar boys coming in and out and they can't touch them that's darkness that that's dark that 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 is really dark and until that urge they give up that urge they admit it and then comes forgiveness i
0: prefer I prefer hell for that that act a- hell to be if it can't be painful physically it would have to be. You would have to, even if you didn't in real life have somebody you cared about, you would have to be reborn into a mindset of these people that you care about. So now you you know, deeply care about. And even if they have to implant these memories and feelings into you, you care about this person. Now what happens is now you watch this person go through the same thing that you put these people through. So if you were molesting kids, you're going to watch what you would look at as you know, what everybody, every parent looks at is everything to them, their kid. You you would have those feelings about this kid that you're seeing, maybe you're seeing yourself do it to your own loved one. You know, and the dark twistedness of that. And then that person's crying out to you using your name. You know what I mean? Like, I think dad, I think hell's more of a really, really fucking mentally and physically painful place. Um, I think that's solid. I think that the torture is real. I think it's a lot more than just... Look at, you know, look at this dude doing your job better than you. And I like to think that, you know, it, I don't know. I, I wouldn't want to say I like to think it's a lot worse in case, you know, Matt Fisher was a bad guy and ended up there. But, like, I do think that the – I do think that um, – I, I, I do feel like that, the, you know, you would – I do think those, those – the higher up people would get a harsher punishment. And I do certain things like being a pedophile – Because you destroy people's lives. You're destroying parents' lives, families' lives. Not just the kid that you're doing it to. You're destroying a lot of people's lives. So, like, I do, like, the imprint of that trauma would definitely come with you. And you would definitely, you will answer for that stuff. Like, stuff like that. People that do stuff like that to other people that fucking destroy people's minds and their lives and make them kill themselves and do all types of terrible things and completely devastate bloodlines of families like people that do that damage they're gonna have to answer for that at one point in their life whether in the living form or the dead form they're gonna have to answer for that that stuff doesn't just float away into the ether never to be answered for i don't think at least you know what i mean but that's just my opinion we have some girls in Manila that feel differently, though. In the 2000s, uh, two girls in this in the photo in the Manila, Philippines. Uh, they had a picture, you know, just outside in the city. You know what I mean? Fun. Uh, and in this, it looks like there is a ghostly person holding one of their arms and like almost in the photograph. Now, this is weird because, like, again, it has that translucent, translucent thing that, I've, that, that makes me a big seller that like makes it all believable for me, the type of transluency that, that you are Um, and this has that vibe where it's not quite fully. And it's like, we're, it's not quite fully a person, but you can see a person's form in there. And if the hand wasn't literally looked like it's securely perfectly wrapped around the hand, I'd say it could have been a double exposure accident, could, but it, but it's it, it, it's too firmly placed around her hand, and even um, in pictures like this, it's like, well, yeah, I guess you'd probably want to do make a picture that we somebody like us, people like us would talk about on a podcast someday or something like that. But other than that, like, why would you put all the time into something like this? There's so many pictures that just go disappear into nothingness and are never seen or talked about again. Um. But I don't know. Who knows? Who's to say, you know? This is a weird one. But I, I it's not, nothing too crazy, nothing too pop, really not, not much to talk about. Um, but if you want to take a peek, it's Girls in Manila. And I've, I get the vibe of that being real, you know? And what's your take on uh, a spirit just kind of latching on to strangers to take a picture like that, right?
1: Uh, the spirit can be there and they're just trying to manifest and the person takes the picture. Yeah. Um, they, they, whether it's messing with their mind or whether it's just that they're trying to communicate with somebody and they come through at the time someone else is taking a picture yeah um, they could be in that area quite often and uh, previous to that they just weren't floating through so to speak when people were taking pictures Yeah. this, this time someone was, someone caught the picture it could be a haunted place that people don't even realize it's haunted right yeah,
0: it's for shizzle, for shizzle, for shizzle. <clears throat> Next up, we have Waverly Hill Sanitarium. 2006, this image was snapped in an abandoned tuberculosis hospital in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, as you can imagine, in its heyday, the hospital saw an incredible amount of sickness and death, leading many to believe in the possibility that this could be haunted. Uh, in recent years, it's become one of America's most popular destinations for ghost hunters, Um, And this airy image uh, apparently depicts Mary Lee, a nurse who hung herself in the hospital. The story goes that this poor woman was impregnated by a doctor who worked in the hospital, but later wanted nothing to do with her. Um, I catch that vibe heavy. Uh, I'll be real with you. That stuff happens a lot. When i seen this picture, which the picture is a hallway shot. uh, We have a T B hospital local to us in Massachusetts. I'm enhancing for anybody who's local want to look into it. Um, We're going to do an episode in the future where me and my buddy went into it when we were younger. We have video footage. But this is a long hallway shot of it, Um, very creepy. And within it, you have this girl in a doorway kind of strutting her stuff a little bit. She seems to to be naked, to tell you the truth, Um, which – I guess if you were to go out naked, hang yourself naked in a hospital, that would even be a bigger uproar. You know what I mean? uh the idea of her being some nurse that was young came in fell in love with some young doctor that was married or something they had an affair she was head over heels and when she told when that came out he was like yo i'm married you know what i mean like you're just a side thing like when that happened i think and she, and she went nuts and hung herself up tragic sadly this stuff happens all the time um I definitely believe that, and the 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 the, the, the you know the impact the imprint that that would leave behind definitely would be that. Um, when I seen this picture originally before it got into the whole thing with the, the the relationship, I I got the vibe. You know, my mind always jumps to the darkness of humanity. So when I see this girl who looks naked, who's like a young looking girl, um, I I assume in a sanitarium for crazy folks. You know what I mean. Um, I go, my mind jumps to things like, you know, you could have this attractive, you know, teenage girl or younger girl in there. And, you know, they're just crazy. You know, anything wrong with them is that they're crazy. You know what I mean? They're still developed and all that. So then you have people that are not the best people coming along, whether they're doctors or, you know, um, orderlies or whatever it may be, people that work there, maybe even other patients. But they're going to kind of prey on people like that. And, um, it's very possible, you know, that, that that multiple people, you know, it's the world and humanity can get very dark out there. And we all know that. Um, so it's very, and you know, a lot of these patients, their families just sign them off and don't want to deal with them anymore. So if you found yourself in a situation where you had a girl there that was, you know, very attractive, you know what I mean? And there was, and and, and guys can slide into the room with her when no one was looking and do things with her. Do I think that would happen? Yes. I don't even have to take a second to think about it. Yes. And now if she got pregnant. They could, if they could, they, they could kill off a baby. Of course. Yes. Um, do you know what I mean? If she, if it started to become more of an issue and she maybe started saying things, do I think that they would kill her off? Yeah, I do. You know, going into the thing we've talked about before about mental hospitals, where when your family signs off on you and, Let's say you're like a you're let's say I was in a mental hospital. I'm like a three hundred pound, six foot four dude. If I was in a mental hospital, I was crazy and I had orderlies come in and my family didn't come see me anymore. And every time they came in to get me to bring me to lunch or whatever, I punched them in the face or I head them or I bit a chunk out of their arm. Like and this was a regular thing. And there was no family watching out for me. Yeah, I would say it'd be a matter of time before I accidentally fell and became paralyzed or I accidentally choked on my food and died. So I wouldn't be, people wouldn't have to deal with me headbutting them or biting them anymore. Um, I think in, in, in mental asylums and stuff like this, it's, I think it's very easy to let people disappear under the radar, especially when their families don't take care of them. So in the same sense of a big guy like me that would punch people in the face every time I seen them, them wanting me to go away and making somebody like me disappear. I think in the same sense, these demonic people would take advantage of a girl like this for sex. And then eventually when they were done with her, just kill her off because they figured we're talking about evil people here. So yeah, those are the, that that was the first thing that popped in my head. And I usually, when I get a vibe, when I get a feeling, I like to consider myself to be sensitive like Ray uh, in more ways than one. So I like to think that I'd catch a vibe of what actually happened. And when I seen that picture, that was the first thing that popped in my head was I think there was some foul play going on and they just got rid of this poor girl because her family no longer took after her. We're talking about a time where if you were, you know, sanitariums back in the day, let's say if you were like a girl that liked to have multiple partners, like they would call you crazy and say you were a lunatic for wanting to do that. And they would send you to the crazy farm. Now, once in the crazy farm, when a a, a perverted doctor that wife hasn't touched his penis in 40 years is looking over the paperwork of this girl that's smoking hot and going, oh, she loves to have sex all the time. She has sex too much. That's a problem. Well, that don't sound like a problem to me. Insert zipping sound effect. Zip. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I assume. A lot of sadly, like super sadly, like it makes me angry to even think about the reality of it. Sad fucking like that happens a lot you know what i mean and these people are just done away with when they're done with and it's sad because the family does away with them signs them off gives them away pretty much can't blame the family sometimes it's too rough you know saddest thing i've ever seen in my life is when my cousin had cancer as a teenager and i remember going into the boston children's unit uh, in Boston hospital and walking through there and you seeing kids that were like done, like finished. So sad. So sad. And like the parents wouldn't go see him anymore because it was so bleak. You know what I mean? So like in a situation like that, you can't, it's tough Well, you can't, yeah, it's weird to each his own. You can't blame somebody for doing something like that. You know what I mean? When you're not in their shoes to walk it. But then again, like, I don't think I would ever, I don't care how bad it got. I think I'd always be there for my kid. You know what I mean? But um, other people don't do that, so you, you know you can't say. But I think this sadly is a situation of that. I think it's probably somebody that was mentally unstable, lost in the system, and something happened to her. But yeah, their quote of a of a, of a nurse that had a real extracurricular relationship with the doctor that didn't want her or the baby and then killing herself off. I could definitely see that as reality. What's your take? What do you think happened? Did you get any vibes? You catch any vibes
1: off of this? Well, Waverly is very famous among paranormal investigators. Yeah. Um, There have been uh, countless shows done. There have been multiple pictures of the nurse and other manifestations of that nurse. And you're going back in a time in that place where it had several functions, not just a TB hospital and also mentally ill hospital. And it went through several mutations as far as uh, that goes. Yeah. Um, they, and you go back to a time when they did things like shock treatment, uh, all stuff. All, all, (laughs) all stuff which, you know, they have stopped doing. But the way people were treated was, uh, much worse than today. Not saying that it's easy today, but it was, uh, they were treated less than human. And this nurse walks into there. Um, the doctors were godlike because they, controlled everything, the treatment, the drugs and like that. Paychecks. Paychecks. And uh she gets mixed up in one and it goes wrong. Uh that is and she's in this this place where there's all this death and suffering. So the energy there. You can get wrapped up in that energy. And if you do something desperate like there's a possibility that uh the hospital or the doctor could have done it, not it not being a suicide But if you're in that extreme, extreme energy all around you of suffering and death and sadness and desperation, and you are in that same frame of mind of desperation and sadness, and you take your life being trapped there to me is almost a given. How do you get out of that? Because you have matched the energy of the place and you become part of that place and part of that energy. Mm. And, uh, yeah, it's a bad situation going to worse because now she's trapped. Yeah, one of the saddest things about suicide
0: is that people they're escape, trying to escape a sadness. Unfortunately,
1: I don't think you escape it. I think you get locked into it more. You know what I mean? One of the strangest things about suicide, I know, in most of the U.S. and some other countries and stuff, is that suicide is illegal.
0: Oh, really? Well your hair is here, right? Like if you yeah. if you try to kill yourself and you fail, you get arrested, I believe.
1: Now you are desperate enough to try and kill yourself.
0: Yeah.
1: You fail at it. And now they're gonna arrest you. horrible that's horrifying. It's kinda of like, oh no, no, no. This is like yeah. But you go back to the time that that happened with the nurse and uh, Waverly and that place. You know that, that place was a disaster. And she walked into it and uh, when things went wrong, she just got sucked right into the place and the energy and the disaster became part of it. Yeah, I'd say the picture, the picture is real. Uh, yeah, it's one of those ones that looks really real and it's like
0: uh, it's very creepy. It's like super creepy. It's so creepy if I seen it, I'd probably uh, I'd, be, I'd probably want to be right. If I seen that in real life and the thing, when you look at it The face almost has like a uh, kind of skeletal, not so much like skeletal, but um, there's a word for it that's escaping me right now. There's a word for this look, Um, but it's just like kind of like starved, like your eyes are sunken in. You just kind of really not looking good. You know what I mean? Like you're really in a bad way Uh, and she's got that look to her. She's naked, which is big. Um, Her being naked, I assume she probably went out naked. I assume. Right. Cause usually you see, we all see a spirit in clothing and stuff. Um, but the naked thing, I assume she had to have probably went out naked where she probably, and that's kind of a common thing too, where people will get naked before they hang themselves up, which is a weird deal for whatever reason. You know what I mean? They don't want to ruin their pants and their underwear, I guess. I don't know what the story is. Um, but it's, a uh, I believe this one to be real, and that's definitely some creepy stuff. A lot, like we've said before, we get a future episode coming up. Where we're going to dive into sanit- uh, mental hospital stuff. But there's a lot of dark energy in sanitariums, whether it be anything, anything. A lot of bad stuff going on in those places. Um, scariness, madness. You don't want to be involved. You don't even want to be involved sometimes. Uh, next up, we got two more left. Um, the next one is a de- demonic spirit on a hospital bed. Um, you know, if anybody out there, I'm sure you've seen this. This picture is floating around and all those all those top ten lists you see floating around. And it's that weird elf, hairy, elf-looking creature that you see on a bed. Um, there's a patient in the bed, and it's very weird. It, I mean, it it is what it is, you know what I mean? Um but like, what is it? Is the question, and you know, it says uh, weird ver- uh, vision shows a CCTV camera in a hospital. A demonic spirit appears to be trampling over the bed. Apparently, the person in the bed passed away shortly afterwards. The image could easily appear in our list of most famous monsters type thing. You know what I mean? If we when we do, we will we'll do one of those episodes, uh, official monsters. We've we've had our. We've talked about our cryptos and such, um, but yeah, are you familiar with this picture? I think you've we've I know you've seen this picture. Yeah, I've seen it. It's like a like a weird hairy goblet – Like it's very crypto because it has hind legs, like something that looks like you could hit all fours and run at any time. It has that look to it. Um, super creepy. It's you know what's the, what what what's the, the the hag the thing that's the, the old lady that sits on your chest? Is that what they are call? That cool?
1: it? That's more with uh, sleep paralysis.
0: Yeah, you know, but usually sleep paralysis is all in your head, so to speak, right? Not really, like, you see things in dreams, but you don't, nothing really in the physical, physical. Like, physical to the point of somebody else seeing it.
1: Physical to somebody else seeing it, no, but the sleep paralysis is exactly that. You cannot move. You feel restrained. Yeah. Quite often with a weight on your chest. Uh, this is completely different, whether it is a hospital, something that was roaming the hospital, um, something that someone brought into the hospital, but it is definitely otherworldly. It's like super creepy. And the dude,
0: the person died after. What's weird, what's weird is I'm looking at the, you can almost see the person in the bed who looks like they're already dead. They have that kind of off the head off to the side, looking up, eyes wide, open jaw, spaced out look that people get when they're when they're no longer in their body. You know what I mean? Um, very creepy. And it's on the bed. It's like and it's so not human. Like you can't even say that this is like a dwarf or something or a kid in a, in an outfit. The legs are so weirdly thin and the way that they are is like it, it's it's used to walking on all fours, head-to-toe hairiness, very creepy. This is a very, very creepy image, man. Like, this is probably the most unsettling picture of all times because this thing's probably out there lurking. And the fact that we're talking about it makes me uncomfortable. So, um, But what's your take on this picture?
1: I think that uh, death itself, the the dying, and particularly if the person is, is in an emotional state, and the building that they're in, I worked uh, at a hospital one time, which was haunted, and then yeah. went back a good, uh, probably 30 years later, it had become a nursing home, which included uh, a hospice ward uh, where they go to die, and uh, it was still haunted back then. The energy that builds up there can be negative and, or can draw at times draw things in that are negative. And whatever it may have been what the person had done in their life or been involved in. Their mental state, or just something about that hospital itself, that uh, drew that uh, creature in.
0: It's weird. I mean, do you think something like that, is that something that comes for you? You think when you've been ba- when you've been bad? I mean, that's not just something that comes for any but any person. I, that 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 looks like something that maybe you dabbled in some dark arts and made some agreements before you're the end, and agreements you probably shouldn't have made, and something came for you. That's almost like the vibe I get, almost like when you say your family comes to you, you know, in the end, and they surround you to peacefully bring you into the next world. What if you're a bad person to the point where you have nobody and these things come for you to bring you to the next place? You know what
1: I mean? What's your take on something like that? I tend to think that you would have had to have been someone who was involved in, uh, as you put it, the dark arts or dark path. And as you die, now it's time to pay.
0: Horrifying. Really, some really, very, uh, uh, this is either what it is or a movie. This picture is either taken out of a horror, like a horror movie, like a still from a horror movie, um, or it's what it is. And it's a weird vibe. Looking at it, I mean, it's very, the, the body, like I said, is very, very weird body type. Um, the, the arm almost looks like it stretches out. There's something on the bed that doesn't kind of, it's out of place where there's something. it almost looks like a little seahorse, sawhorse rather. Um, like it's a little table almost. And it almost looks like the hand looks like it's going to it. So it almost looks like it's either, it's weird. It's a weird vibe. Like this whole thing, it, it looks like it's, it almost looks like it's a teleportation thing. And the things like punching something into the, like punching something into a computer. You know what I mean? Looking like it's about ready to get beamed up. Very weird stuff. But yeah, super creepy. Whatever that creature is, I don't know. I never, I, in my mind, I, I what, my mind, my visual of a demon isn't hairy. It's more, you know what I mean? It's more of like a, more fleshy. You know what I mean? My, what I, if you anybody watches tales from the crypt, night of the demons, that is exactly what I imagine a demon to be. Um, horrifying, but yeah, you know, you think it's like a pug of you feel to it? What's, what's your, t- what, what's your take on what you think? You think this is just be it, an evil being. Is there any crypto thing that you could, it kind of has a small Bigfoot vibe to it. You know what I mean? Is there anything you could kind of, Kind of pinpoint, or maybe kind of relatably look like uh, like something this would give give you the vibe
1: of. Uh, well, evil appears differently to everybody, right? Uh, um, and can manifest in different ways. Um, you go far enough back in time; it was often betra- the devil or demons were often portrayed as part animal and part human. Yeah, so it's it can be what's coming for him is what he dealt with. And that's how he knew it. (laughs) And that's how it's going to take him. This almost seems spider-like too.
0: If you really look at the image of it, it looks like it's got like six legs. It's got like, that's weird. It's weird. I don't, it's walking across this chest and it does have that vibe of like because we don't like the like the the, the hang you it's, we were talking about and like the um the sleep paralysis demons and stuff. Everybody go check out Insomniac on the BoomBastic Media YouTube page right now. But it's got that vibe of something um, super creepy and it is not human at all uh, and very unsettling. Very unsettling, Ray. Um, Next up, you know what I mean? Our last one for the evening, we have the Pink Lady out there. Um, the Pink Lady, this image from Green Castle, Indiana, uh, in home of the Gathering of the Juggalos, 20th Annual, where we appeared at. Boom did. Indiana was taken by Guy Winters and chums who were investigating paranormal activity uh, about an abandoned house in the area. The photo seemingly shows a ghostly woman bathed in pink and includes a final shot where the image has been digitally enhanced, showing an incredibly human face on the apparition. Uh, yeah. So like this picture, the, those multiple pictures of it, but it's like a, it's a, what it looks to be a girl in kind of a pink fuzz about her whole deal with their arm up, almost like she's leaning or waving in a window um, you can definitely tell the face from the regular pictures. Um, and when it does flip, you can you can see the body the face and the hair. Um, and when it does flip the color for it, you can see the face a little bit more, but you can see the face perfectly clear in the regular picture too. I feel you can see the mouth in, a, in such a little more distinct, but you can make out the eyes and the nose and stuff, but, uh, something like this. Yeah. Like, uh, I'd like to know a little bit of the backstory on it. You know, I'm sure it's a, it's a lady that, uh, passed away. Maybe, uh, maybe somebody killed her. Maybe she was attacked in her house or apartment or or whatever it may be. And, uh, while dying, she, she, she went to the window, banging on the window in hopes that somebody would notice and come help her. And nobody ever did. And uh, maybe that's why that, those last moments are stuck like that. What do you think, Greg?
1: Uh, she could have been waiting for somebody else. You have a lot of uh, stories and a lot of sightings, particularly along the coast. Uh, yeah. I know in New England you do, where the, uh, the widow is waiting for the uh, husband to come back from the sea. And you have other stories in different parts of the country, the same thing. She could have simply been wait. she is still waiting for a lost love to return to her.
0: Truth. No, you got that right. Uh, that makes a really great point, you know then they would. they would wait forever. Yeah. I think you're right. I think, you were, I think you had something on that. That makes more sense than the murder thing. because she doesn't seem to be too she does see, it's almost like a waiting. yeah, it doesn't seem to be too like uh, like fr- like angry. It's a weird vibe, but maybe she's afraid she was called the pink lady, like Mr. Pink and Reservoir Dogs, where he gets upset about it, and she's just like, ah! You know what I mean? It's okay, though. It's okay. So, yeah, those are some of the most famous um you know, ghostly images, you know, images of things caught in there, uh, photographing evil, if you will. You know what I mean? Catching some of this stuff in the background. This was fun. Uh, maybe we'll see a part two to this episode later in the future. Uh, there is an endless supply of photos on the web to be uh, investigated. You know what I mean? To to give opinions on. So we might just come back in the future with another episode of this, another part dull, another part dos of this, but Hey, thus far. So Ray, what you want to give any final, final opinions on when we see these ghosts, we see these weird things pop up in, in the back of photos and such.
1: Well, usually people are out there a lot of times taking photos to try and capture a ghost. Remember to be respectful. Right. And if you, you do capture one, keep that respect going. Don't make fun of it. And because uh, you have caught its image, maybe you caught a little piece of it, and it may not like you're making fun of it. It's true. The world out there in spirits, uh doesn't matter if you're a thousand miles away. It's just a heartbeat away for them. Oh, yeah. So keep that, keep that respect going if you do capture something. You don't want to piss them off. They got the advantage.
0: Imagine how angry people get when you take their spot at Walmart, when you see them jump doing backflips in their driver's seat. Now imagine how people would be upset if you were making a mockery of the fact that they're dead. You know what I mean? Yeah. The pink lady rides at night away from y'all. She wants nothing to do with you. She's disappointed in all you people. But she loves mostly ghostly. So with that, we rest their peace. We rest all your peace over there. We hope everybody has a good one. Stay alive. Stay with us. Stay entertained. Stay up to date with the ghostly. You know what I mean? Uh, Unfortunately, there's people out there that fake these pictures. But fortunately, people don't fake them. And I would love to know which came first, the chicken or the egg, Ray. Do you think that the first ever photograph of a ghost was doctored? Or do you
1: think the first ever photograph was real? I'd say real. Someone took it, they saw it, and went, Holy shit. And someone else said, Oh, I can do that. Yeah, they said, I can do better than that. But I think probably real because photography was too new. They saw something, it got them all, it got them a little scared and crazy. Someone else heard of it, and they wanted to steal some of that limelight. They want to steal my sunshine.
0: That's how it goes. With that being said, you know, if you guys liked what you hear, go check out more episodes of Mostly Ghostly. Uh, we have, this is season dose, season two, where, uh, you can going to check out our, where you'll every listener to this, either Spotify, Apple podcast, Google podcast, uh, some of the smaller podcast sites. You know what I mean? We're all sprinkled in there, heavenly nice. Uh, check us out there. We also have a Boombastic Media YouTube page where you could catch a lot of the stuff that we do film-wise or podcasting-wise with videos up there. We kind of have a few, you know, like TV, TV-ish web show type deals on there. And, of course, we have our Boombastic streaming Patreon page for anybody out there looking to support. You can pop in there and for the price of a coffee, you can get yourself a monthly dose of boombastic flavor. You know what I mean? Uh, early, early herrings of things, all types of cool additions. You know, we got a nice $5 perk, $10 perk, and $20 perk for the big wigs out there that want to do a large style. And each one, each tier is filled up with beautiful things. Not going to push it on anybody any further. If you want to go dive in, go dive in. Check out the Facebook page, Boombastic Media, Mostly Ghostly. Let us know what you think. You want a future episode? Let us know what you think. It could be a future episode. You want to be on the show? Got something cool to talk about? Hit us up. You could be on the show with something cool to talk about. So until then, we'll catch all y'all on the next episode of Mostly Ghostly.